KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendes. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. I can see uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Shannon, welcome to the Ronza Mocha Show. Hey, Mocha. Um, thank you. What's going I'm on? I'm calling... Well, um, it's been a while since I've been able to hear you guys because I sleep in. Oh. Well, that's, and, um, it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of your fault, not our fault. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, right. like, I'm like grateful every time I get to hear you guys show. But I'm calling for two reasons. Go. Cool. Uh, first one, um, you're going to... My favorite between uh, Roz and Mocha... Oh. You can't right? hang up on me. You can't hang up on me because I need the second part. Wait, there's uh, the second part. Can you ask the second part first and then we ask you who's your favorite at the end? Okay. Okay. How about um, that? I'd like you guys to play the pin close game, um, Mocha and Dammit Mori. Okay. Oh, pinch? So we can't do that. We can't do we we can't do pinched anymore. Pinched has um, evolved into snapped. So what pinched used to be where they would do trivia and then if you got it wrong, you got pinched, meaning you got a clothes peg stuck on any part of your body, which hurts like right. hell. We can't play that game anymore because the the guys have to be socially distanced. So now the game is turned into snapped. The exact same premise of the game, but only um, Mori and Mocha wear big elastic bands around their necks. And if they get a question wrong, they have to hook their thumb under it, extend their arm all the way out and let it go. Okay, cool. That sounds even better. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. Right. <laughs> it's actually the one game on the show that I despise the most. Like, it That's hurts. That's why I picked it. It like really, really torturous. hurts. Yeah. All okay. right. So, Shannon, between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Well, it's got to be Roz. That's why I want you guys to be tortured. Oh, wow. Damn. You got some, like, <laughs> you got dark side to you, huh, girl? I know. Go, go back to sleep. I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you, do, do you want to add, you're going to ask her why I'm her, her favorite? Yo, why no. is Roz your favorite? Because his voice sends chills up and down my body. <laughs> like scary, right? That me tingle. Oh. Shut up. Okay. Oh, not scary like a monster? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're the worst. I can never get a win. I can never, I can never get a win. All right, Shannon, love you lots. We got to get our uh, our elastic bands, and and then when we come back, we'll play Snap, okay? Outstanding. And I do love you too, Mocha. Your last like, cracks me up. Oh, thank you, honey. Okay, go ahead. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I dread this moment every I know. single time. I know. New game alert. Okay. This is Snap. Play. It's the one game on the Razamoga show that I hate the most. So how Snapped works is it's a straight-up head-to-head trivia, Mocha versus Mori. I will be asking the questions and being the official judge. If you get a question wrong, simple. You get snapped. Dan yeah. and Mori and Mocha each have big, giant elastics around their necks. 
If you get a question wrong, you got to hook your thumb underneath the elastic, do a full arm length stretch out as far as you can, and then you simply let it go and you get snapped. That is the punishment for getting a question wrong. I personally love this game. Of course uh, you do. I just realized too, <laughs> yes. because I have like in my bag, yes. I've got like a bunch of these elastic bands, right? Right. And this one that I grabbed is a brand new oh, one. As you should. Brand new. Right? This one's brand, brand new. new. Never been stretched. All right. Uh, here we go. Your categories today, <sighs> gentlemen, are yeah. Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> All the answers will have the word ice in them, as in I-C-E. Okay. Uh, your next category is Wet and Gushy. <laughs> things that yeah. are either wet or things that are gushy. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, Mocha, I believe you get to choose the category this time. Oh, around. let's go with Ice Ice Baby. Here we go. Ice Ice Baby, you know how this works. And that is if you get a question wrong, you get snapped. Damn it, can we test your uh, buzzer, please? That's Maury's Mocha. Uh, the category of Ice Ice Baby, again, gentlemen, all these answers will have the word ice in them as in I-C-E. Here we go. First up. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what they are, but let's just go with head bugs. Maury. Lice. Correct. <laughs> okay. 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 Here we go. Oh, my God. Full, full arm extension. Okay. Full arm extension and just let it go. Full arm extension. There it's, we go. Full, okay, go. Full. Go. Full arm extension. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 that one bounced. Oh, that one bounced. Oh. All right. Next question the category of Ice Ice Baby. Okay. Here we go. Cops, Popo, the boys in blue, Maury. Police. Correct. Oh, my God. Guys, come on, man. Oh, okay. Okay, out you go, Mocha. Okay, I'm going to go... Same side? I'm going to do the same side, yeah. Okay, go for it. Full arm length out. How's this? Full? That's full! You can do more. There you go. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, the anticipation. I don't even know where Mocha is. I can't even see him on the cameras right now. Where is he? Is he okay? Oh, it like really hurt. <laughs> I don't even. Oh, I don't even see him. Oh, the skin is already raised. <laughs> I, I, can I can't. Feel it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, there he is. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Oh, why did I pick this category? <laughs> okay, here we go. Continuing on with the category of ice, ice baby. Yeah. Uh, a piece of pie, cake, or pizza. Maury. Slice. Right. (laughs) (laughs) How am I getting destroyed in this game right now? Okay. Don't worry. We got a category. We got wet and gushy coming up. Okay. This is where you get to come back. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Here we go. Full arm length out. God. One, two, three. Ooh, wow. Oh, okay. that hurts so much. Gentlemen, moving on to the category of wet and gushy. Oh Again, God. all of God. these things will either be wet or gushy. Okay. Here we go. Question one. Dirt and water make... Maury. Mud. Oh, yes. come on. No, that was my yes. buzzer. No, it was not. That was my buzzer. No, it was not. Oh, come on. No. Oh. <laughs> this is probably the worst I've done at this game. It is. Okay. Okay, it's not bleeding, so I'm going to stay on the same side. (laughs) Okay. Holy, oh, that's a deep one. He's going deep. He's going deep. (sighs) (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) 
lost him again. I can't see him anymore. I can't see him. Oh, there we go. There he is. There he is. Oh, this one, this is bad. Guys, this yeah, is bad. It's a bad one this today? Ba- yeah? Yeah. Okay, it's not good. It doesn't look good. Just in case you're wondering, there's nobody listening right now that thinks it's a good one today. <laughs> okay? Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, question two in the category of wet and gushy. Yeah. If it's not from this one particular city, then it's just sparkling wine. Maury. Champagne. Right. Oh, my God. In my mind? Yeah. I was still thinking we were in the category of Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> oh, no. Mocha is up Has not got one question right This round of snapped He's going back for the same side again Which by the way is his right side Extending his right arm All the way out Okay You can see the look on his face right now He's not even looking at the elastic He's staring at the ceiling And here it goes Is this the last question? No, there's one more. We have one more question. There's one more question to round out the category of wet and gushy. Can I just say I'm really sorry? (laughs) Okay, final question, gentlemen, in the category of wet and gushy. Wet it with your mouth and then blow. Maury. Balloon. Incorrect. You didn't let me finish reading the question. Wet it with your mouth and then blow a bubble. Mocha. Gum. Yes. Maury? Oh, no. Your gotta turn. Listen, gotta listen to the whole oh, question more. My thumb gotta, didn't listen. Gotta listen to the whole question. I was like one question away from winning everything. Yeah, clean sweep. You were almost at a clean sweep. I but I'll tell you right now, sweep. I don't think that this round could have ended any better <laughs> <laughs> than having mocha, 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 Maury. It's like my mother always says, those who don't listen must feel. (laughs) You didn't listen, now you get to feel the snap. Okay, Maury. All the way out, Maury. All the way, all the way, all the way. Look all the way. Yeah, okay, all the way. You got some short-ass arms, bro. (laughs) I know. Thank God. All the way, all the way. What you're doing right now is you're stretching it out. Let that elastic go around your neck for a second. Let it go. Too loose. Go get a new one. This is a new one, dude. That is not a new one. My neck is really slim. Maury, too it's loose. It's a slim neck. Now it looks It looks like a, a... No, 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 no. Too loose. It looks like a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> like pearls. And also, and also, I know what you're doing. When you sit there and you stretch it out and then bring it back and hesitate, all you're doing is stretching the elastic. You pull it out once. And then let it go. I think your punishment should be to wear two elastics. Oh, no. no, no, that is not in the rules that we signed. We didn't sign any rules. Okay, put that around your neck. Put that around your neck. All the way out. Wait, 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 wait. And let me just check your arm length all the way. Let me see that elbow that way. Yes, look, like that. Look. Okay. Anytime you're ready, Maury. Okay, just like one, two, three, here we go. One, two, three, here we go. Oh! <laughs> I don't know. His arm, you retracted your arm a little bit. Oh, I'm not doing it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you play snapped. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello. How's everyone doing? Good, good? man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Oh, my God. Hello, Maury. Did you say National Dog Day? Excuse me. What? I totally... Is that stop, why I'm here? Stop, stop, stop. What do you want to do? I'm not in on this. I don't know what you're doing right now. Oh, on? did you say okay, National stop. Dog Day? Stop, well, Stop for one second. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you need us to set something up for you? Yeah. What are okay. you doing right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to like, you know, like, you know, get the crowd going for some jokes. <laughs> oh, so why don't you just oh. say, hey, I have 
jokes. Have you ever heard a comedian say, hey, I have jokes? They always just come on and go, did you say? Yeah, but that's at like a comedy club. I don't know what you're doing right now. You're frightening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should we open the Razamoka comedy club? All right, please welcome to the stage the... uh, Oh, here we go. uh, All right. Well prepared. Damn it, Maury, everybody. What, what, what? You even have like a sheet in front of you and everything. Yeah, that's okay. What, you know, you got to be prepared. Okay. 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 Um, why are dogs like phones? Why are dogs like phones? Why? Because they have caller ID. <laughs> okay. Okay. Why do dogs run in circles? Why? Because it's hard to run in squares. Your onstage persona is very unnerving. <laughs> no, but close your eyes and imagine me somewhere. I'm not closing my eyes in, uh, with you in the room ever. Yeah. Okay. Close, like a knife in your arm. Close your eyes and tell me if you feel this. <laughs> okay, you're, cutting, you're cutting into my time. I think I'm helping yourself. <laughs> the most amount of laughs in this room right now is coming because of what Ross is saying. Okay, um, where do you find a dog with no legs? Where, where you oh, left it. This better not be mean. Come on, man. Well, right where you left it. Oh. I was right. Yeah, I know. Oh, look at that. <laughs> okay. Okay, what's more amazing than a talking dog? What? Why does your voice do that, by the way? <laughs> Am I telling a joke voice? It's his, yeah, oh. it's his, it's his persona. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. Again. Sorry. Go for it. <laughs> oh, no, this one's better. Okay. <laughs> switching jokes. It's bad? No, I'm going to switch jokes now. You don't have to tell us that. that okay. You just go ahead and switch on your own. Okay. okay. We didn't no, no. Know. What's the other joke? Okay, shh. We'll get back to that one in a second. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How does a dog stop a VCR? How? It presses the pause button. I would pay to just watch Maury Wee's on stage for 40 minutes. <laughs> Like okay. if there was like if we like that's how you get a Netflix deal. I know every, I know that everybody's trying to do like the new the new unique thing, and there's so many comedy specials on Netflix, a lot of which are only like okay. But I think that if Maury was in the right sort of headspace, and you just put him on stage in front of a crowd and just let him um, wheeze uncomfortably for forty minutes, and you just call it wheeze. Yeah, I okay. would. I would watch that. What's more amazing than a talking dog? What? A spelling bee. Okay. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> what kind of stores do dogs love the most? What kind of what? <laughs> what kind of stores do dogs love the most? What kind of stores do dogs love the most? <laughs> See what I mean? Tell me you wouldn't watch this on Netflix. <laughs> Retail store. (laughs) That's it. You're done. That's it. Go out on that. You got to know when your set's over, man. (laughs) Thank the audience. Thank the audience. Okay. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me ask you a question. Where's everybody going pee? Huh? COVID has changed so much, but there's so much that we're now used to, right? Wear a mask, you can go to the grocery store. There's no lineups anymore. But the one thing you still cannot do if you are out in the world is find a place to pee. Last weekend, I went to two gas... I pee so bad. I went to two gas stations, a restaurant before I had to run into a Home Depot, which allows the public to use their bathroom. You can't, you can't go pee in the world. You can't use like a bathroom if, at a gas station at no, all? No. No. Really? No. And if you go to like a restaurant, like even a fast food restaurant, yeah. and you walk up to the counter and order, you can't just dip in and go pee. Why not? They, they're not allowing it. 
you can't pee anywhere anymore. If you have a pee emergency and you're out in the world, it's very difficult to find a place to well, go pee. You just want people to start peeing in the streets? I don't know. This is my question. I don't know because I've been in this situation now a couple of times and no joke. Last weekend, I did try two gas stations, a restaurant before I had to park my car in like a spot that I shouldn't have parked in yeah. and ran into a Home Depot. But restaurants now, I guess you have to be like... Re- okay, so restaurants, as far as I know, you can still go because I've yeah. sat on a patio before. If you're, if you're No, no, a cus- but like I think if, if you're uh, a customer, if you're there already, right. you can't just like run in you can't. from the street and be like, yo, let me use the washroom real quick. No, you got to check in at like the front desk and, and everything oh, else. Because yeah, you have to leave your phone number and everything. Yeah. At, uh, right, the- I can leave my phone number as the guy who just came in to pee. <laughs> yeah. You know at what the, I mean? At the gyms, like, because I got noticed that the bathrooms are closed, you can't use them. At the gym, like uh, where the boot camp I go to closed, you can so, open up the gym, yeah, change rooms, showers, bathrooms, do it at home. Really? So yeah. you got to show up in your gym clothes, you show up in your work gym clothes, ho- work out, and then go, go home. home. Go home. No bathrooms. Now at the movie theaters, yeah, ev- like if there's three stalls, yeah. only one is available. The other two are locked. Oh. What do you mean locked? That's crazy. Like they board them up? With a sign that says social distancing. Oh my God. Yeah, that's the one really, it's the thing that I still am having a really hard time with. I'm okay with a mask. I'm okay with one-way aisles in stores, everything else. The one thing that I'm personally having a very difficult time is if I'm out in the world, I fear, okay. I get, like I have anxiety that I'm going to have to go pee. So for guys, it might be a little easier in an emergency to find a place. 100%. Right? Yes. But here's what I want to know. And feel free to text us, ladies. Like, what do you do? Nine two five triple five. Where do you go? Yeah. It, Somebody uh, texted and said, "Try going out with a toddler." Yeah. Somebody said, "Try being a transit worker." I've been yeah. complaining about this for months. Uh, I am a Grove Line worker, and no one lets us use the washroom. No, it's disgusting. Oh, here's a text: nine two five triple five. Try being a female truck driver yes. and needing to pee. Yes, absolutely. Uh, people in Niagara, uh, sorry, people in Niagara on the Lake are getting tickets for defecating outside. Yes. Gross. Yes. By the way, it's uh, all people from out of town. Yeah, we're pooping in the streets. We are. OMG, I'm a girl and I work landscaping. It was horrible the first couple of months of the summer season. Thankfully, now almost every gas station is available. Wow. Almost. Not the two that I went to. Big sign on the door. That says no. No customers. No customers but- allowed. Into the into the restrooms, huh. but yeah, that when's that going to go back to normal? But as a customer in a gas station, like if you go to the gas station, right? Yes. Let's say you don't even buy gas, okay? And you go in, maybe you want to grab a drink, bag of chips, whatever. Not a problem. You could do that, no problem. Absolutely. But you're just not allowed to use a washer. Correct. That's so weird. Yes. And sometimes I go. Sometimes you go in, and like I still feel bad just using the bathroom in any place. Like sometimes I'll even just go in and buy a bottle of water at a gas station, yeah, just same. so I can pee. I really do, and I don't know why. I shouldn't feel bad no, for only having to pee. It feels weird. I feel like I have such guilt if I go go somewhere to only pee. I yeah. do, and I don't know why I do. I have such guilt over that that I have to buy something. One time I worked up enough courage, yeah. courage to go <laughs> into the washroom at a gas station. Just walk right in. Yeah, I knew where the washroom was. I used it. I peed. And as I was coming out, the guy like at the counter was like looking. Yeah. And I was like, in my mind, like, okay, I can either, the door's right here, or I yeah. can go and like buy a Coke. Yeah. And I bought the Coke. Yeah. I was in that situation. And do you know what I did in the panic? <laughs> I looked at the guy and asked him how much gas was today. 
Because <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> you got so nervous. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Let me ask you a question. Have your tastes changed? I mean, I know you're married and everything. Why? You want to hook up? No. <laughs> Are you asking me out? No. I'm just wondering if you're finally into me. No. <laughs> For 11 <Jerk>. years. No. <laughs> no, as far as even when you were younger to maybe even when you met Jenna. Yeah. They say that your tastes change. And when you're younger, the things that you find most attractive... Or that you're most attracted to in somebody else when you're younger are looks at number one, mm-hmm. then personality, then kindness, then sense of humor, and then how polite or considerate they are. But they say as you get older, because they polled young people and then they polled people over over the age of 50 hmm. to find out what their sort of, uh, pri- how their priorities in what they're attracted to change. So tell me what us young people said. So young people, looks was number one. Uh-huh. Personality, number two. Kindness, number three. Sense of humor and politeness. And, uh, and, then consider- and then how considerate they are round out the top five. But for older people, older people, kindness was number one. Aww. Personality, number two. Politeness, number three sense of humor number four, and then physical attractiveness just snuck in at number five. Oh, come on. No. You don't think so? No, they're lying. You think? Yeah. You think people are lying? Yeah, because obviously when you link up with someone, yeah. like you're obviously attracted to them first and foremost. Not like, necessarily, physically. though. Not necessarily. I don't know, man. My not wife, necessarily. when we met, I thought she was the bomb. No, but, but, you're not, but you're not 50, though. No, definitely. Yeah. Matthew was not attracted to me for the longest time. Is he yet, though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't answer that, Maury. <laughs> no, I'm asking. You just said he wasn't attracted to him. When did he become attracted to you? I guess over time. But have you asked him? No, I'm afraid for the answer. You've but never... I do know that he wasn't at first. He then hey, said. Do you that... ever do you ever look at your wife and say, "Do you find me sexy?" Do you um... ever do you ever worry she doesn't? Yeah, that's why I don't ask. Oh, you don't know because no. you're afraid. The yeah. last time I asked, he just said, "Don't ask me questions like that." Right. So that's a no. <laughs> and being ma- being married for as long as you have, you should know that that's a no. Hold on, that that's a hard no. Oh my god, who are you calling? <laughs> oh no, my heart, it's a pounding. We're gonna call all of them. We're gonna call Catherine next, then we're gonna call Matthew. Oh. This is tense for me. Whose voice is going to wind up on the other end of that phone? Hello? Hello, you reached the voicemail. Oh, oh you did call Matthew. Oh, snap. Okay. Okay, now. Call Jenna. Call Jenna. I need to ask Jenna. Yeah? Yeah. And then we'll call Catherine. Where, where are you going? I was going to get try again. Yeah, yeah. Wait, you're going to call Matthew? Yeah, he's going to try and get Matthew on hold. Okay, cool. Okay, so call uh, call Jenna. I hope she picks up. I should text Catherine to tell her to pick her up. I don't, know, I don't even know why we're doing this. This is the worst idea we've ever had. We've had a lot of bad ideas on this show. <sighs> She's going to say, you, she didn't pay her minutes? <laughs> That's not sexy. Oh my 
Cruz is probably going to be running. You have reached the voice. Oh! Okay. okay, so we're over okay. 2. We're over 2. More. Okay, we got to call There's Catherine. One more. We got to we got to call <laughs> Catherine now. Okay, hold on. What? Hold what? on. What? Line 1. Line 1. Oh, Line Matthew's one? on hold? Okay. Text uh Jenna. Do you have Jenna's number? I no, do. Okay, never mind. Matthew. We'll Matthew. Yeah. You're you're on the radio. Don't swear, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about how you get older and your priorities change and what you find attractive in other people. And then the question came up. I asked Mocha. Mocha answered. I answered. And Maury answered. And that was whether your significant other uh, finds you sexy still. And Maury's answer was... I don't know. Right. <laughs> Of course, I still find him sexy. Oh, you did. Maury was worried that it took a while, though. Maury said that you weren't physically attracted to him at the beginning. That is insane. Of course, I'm. Oh, you mean in the beginning? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, you are the best. We love you. Enjoy the rest of your day, brother. Okay. That's, that's a really good one. All right, one more, one more, one more. Wow. That's. Spilling the honesty. <laughs> I hope that's not the trend this morning. <laughs> don't answer, don't answer, don't answer, don't answer, don't answer, don't answer. Come on. Hey. Hi, baby. How are you? Hi, honey. Good. Okay. Hi. 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 So we were talking about a story that came out on how when you get older, the things that you found attractive in other people, what you went for, uh, looks, personality, how those things ranked changes as you get older. Yeah. Then, then the question came up was, does your partner still find you sexy? And Mocha said that he doesn't ask because he doesn't want to know the answer. Oh and, my God. and then we called Matthew and Matthew said he very much finds Maury sexy, but not at the beginning. Um, so, wow. wow, I know. So, so <laughs> I know. So Catherine, so Catherine, the question yes. is, do you still find me sexy? Absolutely. Hey. Okay. Like, I mean, don't even have to ask that, obviously. Oh I, I, you know, I can tell. <laughs> You're the, best. Oh, the look on okay. your face, though. I know, shut up. So I'm sweating worried. right now. My you hands are, so are I have my hands tucked <laughs> into my sweaty armpits right now. You know what I mean? I'm so worried. Uh, I love you, doll, and uh, I find you incredibly sexy as well. I love oh. you so much. Oh my God, I hate you had to ask. I, I know, feel terrible. No, no, but do you, like, do you find me more sexy or less sexy than you did at the beginning? Say less, say less. I would say definitely more because oh. I know you better now. Oh. Oh. oh, so so before I was just a hot body. Well, you were like, you were hot and lovely, but now I'm like, you are hot and sexy in like, like it's oh, the original okay, way, but also in like new ways. Listen, Let's keep thanks. going, girl. <laughs> this, is, this isn't a TED talk, okay? Thanks, Catherine. We love you. <laughs> Hi, it's Ross Amoka. Hey, it's uh, Patrick calling. I just wanted to find out if Roz now finds Maury attractive no, Maury, now versus Maury, the we beginning. All, we all know that that's you hiding behind the desk in your office. Get back out here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did Jenna pick up or what? No. No? Did no. you text her? Uh, no? Yeah. You did text yeah. her. What did she say? She's uh, busy. Okay. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Power in our neighborhood keeps going out, man. Oh, the worst. Is it because everybody's using their air conditioning and stuff like that? I don't know. No? Like in the past month, at least once or twice a week, the power flickers in our neighborhood. Really? Or yeah. goes out. There was one day two weeks ago, the power was out for, I think like five or six hours. Yeah. But it was overnight, thank God. What do you do when the power goes out? When you're sitting there. Yeah. 
and you realize that the power goes out. What do you, do you then sit on your phone and you're like, well, I'm just going to use this till it just runs out of batteries? Or do you have things you do when the power goes out? No, like if it's during the day, then, and it's a nice day, you can just go outside. Right. Right. But sure. like when it was overnight, when this one time when it happened, yeah. like everything, like zero light, zero, like there was just pitch black yeah. and it was just silence. Yeah. We light candles. You guys do. Oh, and all we could find were inappropriate candles. What do you mean inappropriate candles? We, what is an inappropriate candle? Like racist candles? No, we had penis candles. Oh. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> why and, not? Yeah, no, we light all the candles and act as though... What like, end do you light on a on a wiener candle? The top part. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Now, does it just stand on its own or is it in like a, like a, like a, like a vase? No, it's on a stick. You put them in birthday cake, cake, cakes. Oh, oh, like little candles? Yeah. Where do you stick them if they're on a stick? Like, where does the stick come out? No, like, where do you stick it when you light it? Or do you just walk around holding you walk it? Around holding like, it. It's some sort of weird vigil <laughs> like that it's... we'll never understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we could find. So we put those around and held, held some in our hands, and you, that way we could light the candles. You said you put them around. Where, where do you where put, do you put them? them? Stick them in the plant. In the plant? <laughs> so then the plant could potentially catch on fire? Weird house, man. <laughs> That is a weird. You better hope you guys don't, both don't die of a heart attack one night. Yeah, because while that, t- like while holding those candles. Because I don't know if you guys, either of you, have a friend who's good enough that would go in and clean that up before people, <laughs> before all. investigators you showed know, up. Quickly, those you know pictures I mean? would go viral, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I know I got good friends in my life where if I ever died, having just finished doing something incredibly embarrassing, I know I have friends that would come in and clean me up before cops yeah, got there. Of course, <laughs> right? I, but, you know what? I would put on like. Your nicest, tightest pair of jeans. Thank you. I'd comb your hair. Thank you. I might even go into your makeup bag. <laughs> right. Thank grab some you. of that cover right. girl. Yeah. <laughs> Touch Thank you up a little you. bit. Thank you. I get no problem with that. That's a good friend. I don't think you have friends, Maury. No, my friends would take the pictures and post exactly. them. Exactly. <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Anit. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. Uh, first of all, how old are you, Anit? I'm turning 25. You're turning 25. Okay. Okay, you wrote us this. There's a lot to get through here. So you said that you're from an Indian family with a long list of traditions and rituals, etc. Uh, I've never introduced a male friend, let alone a boyfriend to my family until now. Because I'm a girl, I've always experienced being treated differently in my household. Uh, It started with my mom telling me to tell my dad about my boyfriend so I could avoid having to sneak around. Then they started pressing me to meet his parents so they could have something official to tell people. Their concern is the invisible audience that seems to be hurting their name, quote unquote. Uh, I'm tired of them controlling my life and I have no clue how to break out of it. They met his parents last weekend And as much as I was hoping that it would stop here, it doesn't seem like it will. I don't want to break ties with my family, but it's either that or to ignore what's being said. And I don't know how to do that with them shoving their needs and wants in my face. Wow. So how long have you been dating this guy? Three years. Three years. Okay. And how long into the relationship did you tell your mom or did she figure it out or find out? My mom knew from the beginning. Oh, okay. During the three years then, she, your mom never met the guy? She did. She met him like once or twice when he came to like pick me up or drop me off. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And she likes him? Yeah, she, she loves him. Oh, okay. You guys just kept this secret from your dad? Yeah, because he's very like strict with it. And he like, if he, now that he knows, 
he's constantly concerned whenever we go out somewhere that someone's going to see us together and I don't really know what they're going to do to us or whatever. But what, like, is, what, is the, what is the concern if somebody sees the two of you together? What's his concern? He, he's like that old school type. So for him, it's like, for, like first of all, he, I'm sure he never expected that I was going to find the person I was going to be with. I'm sure in his head it was that he was going to find me someone. Oh, wow. So that, that's sort of just, old school. Yeah, so just knowing that I have a boyfriend or whatever was just one big thing for him, like one big change for him. Is your boyfriend and, Indian? Yes, he is. He is. Okay, cool. Okay, so I, I was, geez. Huh, interesting. You, you see this, we, we've had a lot of these calls over the years, and whether it is, you know, an Indian family or a heavily Catholic family, whatever it is, you, you see a lot of young women in these families where... It's difficult to articulate what is actually going on and it's difficult to say because what you're experiencing is severe emotional manipulation. And some parents, and it does it from all different backgrounds, some parents really, really thrive on that. And that is the thing in a weird way that they enjoy most is the power that they have and they manipulate their kids and they hold these sort of pressures over you to make you think that everything you do and every decision you make is wrong, but more importantly is going to make them look bad. That is not your problem. Do they yeah. think that somebody out like in the neighborhood is going to see you and your boyfriend and then feel like they have to say something to your dad? Like I'm trying to understand what his concern is or is it because uh, he doesn't know whether or not you intend on marrying this guy that you're dating? I think his concern, well, for, for one, is that for someone to call him and tell him that they saw me with a guy would be embarrassing for him. Yeah, and it's all about secondly, him. It's not about you. And secondly, it would be that... Um, he doesn't want to risk the chance that we'll break up because that would also be embarrassing for him. So he kind of just wants us to seal the deal. How long How long have your parents been in Canada for? I assume they weren't like born and raised here. No, he's been here since 91. Yeah. Oh, okay, so a long time to know and see the culture of people dating and breaking up and stuff like that, right? My parents had a love marriage, which is what's mind-boggling to me than anything else because I'm sure they went through the exact same thing they're putting me through now. I will say, I will say this, and just as a father of a daughter, you can do a lot of things, but the one thing that I will make damn sure of is that my kid lives a life and grows up to be in a world and build a life outside of the household that we have where she doesn't have to rely on the permission of any man in her life to make major life decisions for herself. And that is the life that a lot of young women like you are set up for, which is you can't make a move or make any decision on your own without your father's permission or without his blessing or without him allowing you to do that, which to me sets up young women for a horrible, horrible example of where they will continue on with life after they leave that house. Because then what happens? You're going to marry a guy who's just like your dad and you're going to live that life? You'll be miserable. Your dad will come around. You got you got two choices here, okay? You say, screw you. I'm going to do this and this is my boyfriend and we're going to go out and we're going to have fun and we are in love, okay? So screw you. And then if you want to come around, come around, but I'm not begging you. They'll come around. Most, I guess, I, 90% I of the time, parents come around. The most difficult thing for me is the guilt trips because my mom got sick a few years back. So she's holding that over my head saying things like, 
I really want to see you get married. I don't know how long I'm going to be around. Again, this is you're being it's a it's this is emotional manipulation mm. by your parents. Like it is yeah. textbook emotional manipulation. Like next it time is, you have a conversation with them, try to count how many times either your mom or your dad use the word I. Yeah. Okay. Right? Because all those conversations are about how they feel and how they don't want to be embarrassed and how they don't want other people to feel or think a certain way about them. Not about you and the fact that you're in love with this guy that you've been dating for three years. Yeah. Even the idea of you having a child isn't about you. It's about them. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Like, I don't even know if I want to have kids. No. Kids no. And they like, shouldn't have an opinion on that. Yeah. So you tell them to screw off. Right. And you're going to do you. And you love them and you want them in your life, but the manipulation and the abuse has to stop and they will eventually come around. Most parents do. I really hope so. Does that help, Anit? It does. It does. Right, I, I think I think just knowing that there's other people out there that deal with the same thing makes Oof. it a little bit easier because I'm not the only one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're definitely not. But you'll get through this. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. You see part of uh, Scarborough Bluffs? Broke up yesterday. What happened? I Saturday, even, I, Saturday, like, I, Saturday. I, I was... It just, like, crumbled and it wasn't, from the top? And it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't because, like, people were trying to scale it and, like, rocks started to kick away Nothing. and break apart. It was literally, like, people on the beach yeah. kicking it, and then part of the bluffs, the Scarborough Bluffs, just started to crumble. And Jeez. once one little crumble happens... It all happens. That's wild. I know. I see. I saw that video of the aftermath, and the f- the incredible part is how the people on the beach react differently. There was like some people are just like, "Oh my god, what is going on?" And then while the joint is still covered in like dust, there's people that are still just kicking it on the towel. Nobody like, left. Like, not- like nothing happened. Maybe you moved over. Yeah. We're so starved for beautiful days in this country, so starved that a cliff face can fall off a hundred feet away from you, and you're like, "No, man, it's too good outside." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm not going to be inside on 34 degree no, weather. Oh no. no. Um, so one of the young ladies who caught footage, her name is uh, Michaela Hawthorne. You probably see her footage like all over the place, yeah, all over social. Uh, David Mori talked to her about what it was like to be there in the moment. While everything was was happening. Yeah, so it was pretty crazy. Basically, everyone was just, you know, relaxing on the beach, having a nice day. The weather was pretty nice. And all of a sudden, we heard kind of like this rumble. And we look up, and there's just all these rocks and all this dust flying from, like, the top of the bus. So then a couple people, you know, started to move back. Obviously, it was very scary. And then the dust kind of just swept over that small beach area of the bus. And were you told to leave? Did you guys run or run for your lives? A couple people definitely did run. We weren't that close to where the fall was, so we were just kind of shocked and kind of froze. We were just looking up at it. Uh, quite a few people started to move back. I would say that it was pretty... Okay, it definitely wasn't safe, but <laughs> where it fell was very lucky because there wasn't many people in the area. Do you feel lucky to be alive right now? Oh, definitely, because I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, a couple man. minutes before, I was about to head over there to take some pictures, and had I done that, I easily could have been right underneath it. It was kind of just a wow moment, like, wow, that really could have been my life because it honestly could have been gone in an instant. After all the dust settled, you know, we there wasn't any police or sirens or anything like that you know the park 
security came over, kind of checked out the situation. They told a few people to move back, you know, clear the area, but they didn't tell anyone to leave the beach. They just had that one area that was super close to the bottom of the rocks cleared out. Yo, that's a question that should be a yes, regardless of the severity of a situation. The Do you feel lucky to be alive right now? Like, yeah, yeah, sure. You can ask that after the bluffs fall and you don't get hit. But also like just that brunch. Like if you and I were kicking it, right? You had your own side of bacon. I had my own side of bacon. And I looked at you and went, don't you feel lucky to be alive right now? The answer is going to be yes. Of course. If we were on the bus, the answer is yes. Even if the bus is terribly hot. Sitting here right now, ask me. <laughs> Mark, do you feel lucky to be alive right now? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. The answer is always <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, let me ask you this question right now. Do we have two seconds? Yeah. Okay. When it comes to the most iconic, like, individual fashion items. Oh, hang on. Okay? Uh-huh. Fashion, Maury. Fashion. fashion, darling. Like, individual items. If you had to, to rank them as far as, like, the most iconic individual items. I'll give you, I'll give you an example, okay? Number Please. six yeah. is Uggs. Okay. As far as an impact, everybody had them. Oh my god! Culturally relevant, yeah. all that other stuff. Okay, so number six on the list is Uggs. Are Jordans but, on there? Okay, so here's my question for you. Okay, I'm going to go through the list because really, I don't care about the list. I only oh. care about number because <laughs> uh, I only care about number three. Okay, okay, number three is the only one that matters to me. So at number ten was Guess Jeans. Uh-huh. Remember the very famous with the logo on the bottom, yeah. the upside down triangle. Uh, Crocs at number nine. Uh, Chuck Taylor's Converse at number eight. Bomber jackets at number seven. Uggs Ooh. at number six. Louis Vuitton bags at number five uh polo shirts <laughs> oh i love those at, at number four uh-huh. uh at number two was the levi's um jean jacket uh-huh. and at number one are 501 jeans levi's so 501 so number three so i'm going to give you number three right now because mm-hmm. i have a question because i'm not a sneaker guy okay okay so you just mentioned what jordan's okay so at number three on this list of most iconic individual fashion things. Yes. At number three is Nike Air Max. Ooh, the Air Max. Yeah, I would agree. Really? Yeah. More so than Jordan's. In terms of cultural impact? Yeah, yeah man. Really? Yeah, explain Air Max this, are, explain Air why, Max are, explain are dope, why. man. I don't know. I can't because I know that Air Max just have a, there's like an Air Max day. But like which came celebrated. first? Uh, I believe the Air Max. Oh, came they first. did, huh? Yeah. The first is that Air the Max? one with the pump? No, those are Reeboks. Man. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, Air Max is not the one with the pump. No, oh. Air Max. If you remember, I believe the first ones. They were the ones that had uh, on the on the heel. Yeah. Show you. There was a pump. No, there wasn't oh. a pump. They oh. had uh, three little circles. They had bubbles. Oh, yes. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So those are before Jordans. I believe those ones so, came out before Jordans. Because a lot of people are arguing about this because a lot of people say that Jordan should be at number three, not Air Max. Um, that even though Air Max may have come first, Jordans are far more the more iconic shoe. But you say there. no. They're up there. I would agree that Air Max are more, uh, had more or have more of a cultural impact than, than the Jordans. But are they more cultural and to have a bigger impact than Uggs? <laughs> Shut up, man. I don't think so. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
I want to talk to you real quick about the Calm app. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, meditation. Short stories, long stories. Help you um, ease your mind. Help put you to sleep. I've actually started using this app is this, at night. Is this the thing that um, Harry Styles read yes. for and people said he was too sexy? Yes. When my wife saw that pop up on her Calm app one day, yeah. because she was going to do a meditation as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, babe, I heard that's boring as hell. Yeah, no. You don't want to listen no, to that it's one. it's not. It's sexy. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah. I tried listening to, they had like a LeBron James series. Yeah. It was only like four episodes. I think what, like LeBron like. sweet talking to you? No, no, no. But he's oh. like, it's like motivational speaking. Oh, right. Talking okay. about like that championship mindset. Yeah, yeah. And I listened to two episodes one day driving home from work. Almost put me to sleep because it, just the way he was doing, I thought it was like, when, it, when I read the description, like motivational, think like a champ. Yeah. I thought it was going to like get me set for the day. It just got me set for taking a nap. Oh, okay. I felt too sleepy. Yeah, it's not good. But Matthew McConaughey, he's got probably the most popular segment on the Calm app. And it's been downloaded. We just found out more than 11 million times. Really, huh? Since 2018. Wow. And of course, because of COVID. Oh, it's people, old. It's not even yeah, new. Yeah, and people oh, wow. staying at home now, trying to ease their mind, being stressed out. They've been using this Calm app a lot more. Well, hello there. <laughs> I'm Matthew McConaughey, and tonight I'll be reading a special sleep story called Wonder. Before we begin, as you settle in under the covers with your head easing into the pillow and your body sinking into the mattress, I'd like you to let your mind drift with me for just a minute. Let's ask the question. How often do we ponder the depth of the present moment, the one we're in. I mean, how often do we really feel what's happening within and around us, allowing ourselves to be moved, to be inspired, to be filled with gratitude for the mystery and the beauty of this universe and of this life? Well, that's Matthew McConaughey with his whistle talk. I know. Beautiful, isn't it? Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How about them thunderstorms last night? Didn't even see it. Had nothing to do with me. Had nothing to do with me. <laughs> None of my business. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dry as a bone where I was. Really? Yeah, I had dinner outside last night. We had, it was at like 11 o'clock maybe. Yeah. Between 11 and maybe midnight, it was just house-shaking deep thunder. Oh, really? It was really bad. Like movie thunder. Yeah. It's so wild because, like, it doesn't matter where you live. Like, those types of storms can just, like, hit one one neighborhood, and then they just skip another and neighborhood. And the dog was in the bed with us. Is the dog usually in the bed or no? Just thunderstorm Yeah, nights. no, he is. He's he always is, in the bed. Yeah. Where does he sleep? Like at the feet or in between you guys? He kind of gets in between but then like once everybody falls asleep yeah. he'll either go to our feet and then Jenna and I get together yeah. or he'll just like hop off the bed. Do you, ever worry, the do you ever worry though when you let the dog in the bed and he sleeps between you like that that it ruins romance? They oh say no, that. it doesn't last. No, no, no. Because it doesn't last long. Oh no. He, okay. he like when we get into the bed yeah. he then gets into the bed because he wants to be a part of that yeah. Part of the night. Yeah. And then it's like literally five minutes later, he's gone. He's gone. Like but it gone does like, romance. Like gone out of the room or just gone to the end of the bed? Sometimes to the end of the bed. 
and then five minutes later Does on the floor. Does that ruin romance if he's just on the end of the bed? No. no. Maury, for you? Oh, a thousand percent. We, we tried but, but, Okay, so where is your dog, though, on the list of all the other things that have ruined romance in your house? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, like number 10. Okay, yeah, of course. But there are times where we're like embracing each other. Yeah. And on the couch because you don't sleep in the bed. No, no, I'm just saying like in the kitchen or in, oh, okay. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. standing or something and the dog's yeah. like scratching at my, my bum. Right. And we're like, just well, done. No, because he hates you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, get away because, from my yeah, man. Yeah, because you're touching his man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder about that though because I go to bed every night with a cat sleeping on my head. Uh-huh. Right? And then I often wonder like if there was ever a point where Catherine looked over at me, you know, sort of with those eyes but then decided not to because I'm wearing a cat hat. Right. You like know? A, like a crown. Like, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm king of the cats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm half asleep because I, I go full zombie at that time of night. Yeah. Full zombie. Like I get, she wakes me up when I'm on, I fall asleep on the couch. She wakes me up and then puts her hand on my back and guides me down the hall to Seriously, the stairs. Seriously, like you're like an old person? I'm a zombie. Like He already gave I, the description. Yeah, I zombie. am. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man, come like, on. Ears. <laughs> we're moving fast here, more. Moving, <laughs> moving, moving fast. <laughs> Unlike your love life, we're in full motion. <laughs> It's weird to speak in terms of somebody's love life who is married. You know what I mean? Because like normally when you talk about a love life, you're talking to like one of your single friends. Like, how's your love life? Yeah. Because there's just certain things you're, that you assume about your friends when they are in a relationship. Maybe it's wrong to assume that. But I just never assume that about Maury. Anyway. You, I was just going to say, do you ever turn off a romantic movie because they're having more fun in the movie and you don't want people to get any ideas? You don't want people to get what? any ideas. <laughs> Because if they're having romance on the TV, yeah. does, it, it, does, it make the, you, does it make you feel bad because there's no romance in the house? Well, I'm just like, oh, we're going to change that. Like, you Why, know? though? Because I'm like, well, clearly, I don't want you to think that there's there's better out there. Th that's normal? <laughs> oh <my laughs> the couples God. love each other? <laughs> Let's not introduce that into the dynamic. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What up? Uh, did you see this clip of Jennifer Garner? And oh, poor girl. <laughs> Jennifer Garner really like she does so well on social. She's so good at it. And I didn't even know that she had that in her. Like Jennifer Garner on social is a completely different woman than we were led to believe she was. Yeah. In all her press and all the interviews she's, she's so done. Nice. And, and she's she, so funny. Yeah. She's just she's a completely different human being. And I really, really like I adore the Jennifer Garner that you see. Uh, but she finished watching The Office. I guess she binged The Office. And this was her reaction to recently finishing The Office. You'll never guess what show my kids and I have watched an episode a day of throughout quarantine. And guess what? We finished it. And guess what? It gave me some really big feelings. <laughs> So, I don't know if you've seen the video, but as she was recording her initial reaction, right. she accidentally hit the slow-mo button. So, all that gargling that you hear yeah. in the background, so she just did like a voiceover, her original video, which the visuals for it are hilarious because everything's in slow motion. Yes. Oh, bless her heart. Oh, my goodness. Look who needed a big cry. And maybe a shower would have been helpful, but it's just nice to know you can still just feel so much passion about something, right? So thank you. If you've ever heard of this show, The Office, you should try it. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. 
Okay. <laughs> She's so wild. She's so wild. Rox, you know, Roxy's on round two of Modern Family now. Oh, really? She uh, she binged Modern Family through COVID and now is, we watched, we were like back on season one last night. Oh my God, so good. Yeah. Back when the kids were like kids' kids. Yeah, little. Right. Like little, little kids. You know, yeah. I still haven't seen the final season of The Office. No, it was good. I recently restarted. I'm on season, I think, three now. Because I'm going to go through... Of The of Office. The office. I'm going to run through so I can get caught up. But I only watch up until the beginning of the very last season. And then I never... I don't even know how it ends. I was able to stay away from how everything ends in The Office up until now. I'm trying to think. If I even know how The Office ends, I don't think I do. No? No. I'm so sure I did I, a story on it for E.T. and stuff. But I don't think away. that I know how... The Office ends because I didn't know how Modern Family ended because I stopped watching Modern Family when there was still like four seasons left. So those last four seasons, when we binged through Modern Family, yeah. those last four seasons were all brand new. Is to the me. very last season up on Netflix now? Yeah, no, we bought the last season. Oh, on, did you? On, because I'll tell YouTube. you, we Jen and I are huge fans of Modern Family as well. Yeah, you know, we watch everything up until. The very last season. So I don't know how Modern Family ends either. Right. How the latest season ends. Yes, because it was a fight in our house because Catherine just looked at it and she's like, well, that's the end of it. And Roxy's like, no, that can't be the end of it. And Catherine's like, well, it hasn't been on in years. And Roxy's like, I know, but it's Netflix. And then they wait like a really long time to drop things. Yeah, and, I like, blah, and I was like, blah, blah, blah. ladies. <laughs> and then I went on to YouTube and I was like, oh, I guess I'm spending $40. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. <laughs> so that's it. Huh? Everybody wants Christmas to come to just get rid of 2020. So everybody's yeah. doing Let's everything early. Skip to the end of the year. Okay. Starbucks already selling their pumpkin spice latte. True. Let's just forget about Halloween. Forget about Thanksgiving. Yeah. Let's just jump right to Christmas. People have their Christmas lights up already. They do. And uh, Dammit Mori in the condo had the great idea that he would surprise Dammit Matthew by bringing the Christmas tree <laughs> from the cage in the basement upstairs. <laughs> to set it up. To set it up. In August. In August. To be like, why not? Sure. Everyone wants to get on with the year. That's so right. let's just fast track to, you know, our favorite time of the year. So Maury goes downstairs. Matthew has zero idea what's going on. Yeah. And then this happens. Can you help me? Excuse me? Can you help me? It's heavy. It's this not is what a I person. think it is. This is a two-person job. What the f*** are you doing? <laughs> what is this? Why? What took you so long? I had to go down to the cage to get this. Christmas in the summer! You better be f***ing kidding me right now. No, everyone. Pumpkin spice stuff is coming. Like, yeah, exactly. Tell them. Everybody wants the year to end. So I thought if we what? put the, the year to end? The year to end. We had too much wine. <laughs> is this a joke? Like, why? No. Christmas tree. Because I thought if we put the tree up now, Maury? the year the year has been terrible. I can't we can right celebrate now. Christmas now because it's I'm our favorite time of the follow. year. No. This is what people are doing now because they want Nobody the year to be over. 
I want the year to be over too. Yes. Yeah, so if we have Christmas, it's the end of the year. No, I'm okay to like maybe put like talk to me in October and we'll see. <laughs> I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I After need. After this year, I want I... a lot for Christmas. Okay, but I brought it up. Let's do this. It's not happening, Maury. Take it back. No, but oh. let me ask you honestly. Maury, what difference I does it make? Clean. What difference I... does it make? First of all, you have to prepare the condo for the Christmas season. <laughs> that requires cleaning before you put the tree up. So I'll go wait over there. Just clean the circle. Oh, f- you. <laughs> what honestly? What difference does it make? We have What's a dog. Right? Yeah. The dog is everywhere. We've got toys. We've got a we crate. We can put up his stocking. Maury, take it back. Can we take a few ornaments out? No, I'm not taking anything out. Oh, I need more wine for this. Jesus, I can't believe this. You f***ing brought that up here by yourself. Put that back down. <laughs> so let me understand. Dumb it down for me. No? N? No. So I have to bring this whole thing down on my yes, own? Yes, queen. Bring it back down by yourself. So no? Do you want me to smack you? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Jenny, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Good. Are you up for your run right now or did you already do that? I haven't gone yet. Oh, okay. Do you run every single day? Yes, I try. Oh, nice. And for how long? And how far? Uh, usually just like maybe... 5k for like a half hour or so oh wow and every day yeah huh? that's crazy yeah um, i try <laughs> so your text to us read uh i guess you sent this yesterday out for a run and thought of something random does mocha wear all of the shoes he buys <laughs> or does he save them you know what's interesting okay. is i've been working with mocha now for uh, just about 11 years and i've known about his shoe fascination i don't know if i've ever asked that question i was well when i was out my thought process was I was like, oh, I really should probably get some new shoes soon. You know who has a lot of shoes? Mocha. I wonder if he wears all of his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout the years, I have purchased shoes that, yeah, I don't wear. I just kept them. And then eventually I wore them. Mm-hmm. But in my collection right now, I have five specific sneakers that I purchased that I have not worn. What's the reason for not wearing those ones? I don't want to, this is going to sound stupid. Yeah. I don't want to crease them. Okay. And I just don't want to get them dirty. <laughs> okay. Okay. How, yeah. many sho- how many shoes do you have? Uh, 30 something right now. Okay. Out of those five, so I have a set of Jordan 4s that I got like two or three years ago. Yeah. And they were like the exclusive Toronto Raptors edition where it, they're uh, red, purple, and black. Yeah. Yeah, so I haven't worn those yet. So, but what's the point, though? Because normally when people buy stuff like this, it's for showy-offy purposes, uh-huh. right? Where you want people to know you have them. You want to show up somewhere in them and they have another sneaker guy go, damn. I know. I just can't. I just can't. But you just won't wear them. I just at- will nothing, not. Huh? No. When When The Rock signed that big deal with Under Armour for yeah. his Project Rock collection, and he dropped his very first set of sneakers... The Project Rock ones. Yeah. I bought those ones, the black and yellow ones, and I never wore those ones. Really? Yeah. But then when he dropped like other colors of the same one, I bought those and those ones I wear. But the very first edition, like black, I don't even know if they're worth anything. Yeah. I'm just like such a huge fan of the rock that I bought those ones and I kept. What's your most expensive sneaker, do you think? If you were to take it to one of those conventions or to like, See, what's, what's, a, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say, let me not say expensive. Okay. What was you, what's your most in your collection? Mm-hmm. What, cause I know sneakerheads want to know this. What is your prize possession? What is your most hard to get shoe? 
I would say, because I'm not on the level of a top-notch sneakerhead. No, no, no. Right? No, no, no. So for me right now, my absolute favorite are the Toronto Raptors Jordan 4s that I have. Okay. Right? Yeah. I don't know if there are more out there. At the time, they were very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. I haven't like checked up on them just recently to see if any more have been made or anything. But like as soon as they dropped... Those ones were like, everyone wanted those ones. Now, do you ever see people wearing those or no? I have not seen anyone okay, wear so them. so everybody else who owns a pair of those is like you. Yeah. Where they sit in a box in plastic in the closet. They're actually, mine are up on a shelf. Oh, okay, In my mind. office. <laughs> <laughs> would you wear them to like the park? Yeah. Would you wear them anywhere? Or would you only wear them if you're like, I know they're going to stay clean? Uh, with those particular ones, I just will not wear them at all. No. Okay. Like, for example, I have another set of Jordans, right? And they're all white. And they're not like special edition. You can still buy them now. Yeah. And I bought those ones like four years ago. Yeah. And I have not worn them yet. Really? Because I don't want to get them dirty. Not because they're exclusive so you know what's, and they're you know, very comfortable. I just don't want to get them dirty. You know what's so interesting is I remember when I was a kid, okay, and the worst thing that you could do, and I used to beg my mother, like I would beg my mother uh-huh. when it was around mid to late summer and yeah. I knew back to school shopping was just around the corner. I knew we were going to go to Stone Road Mall and I was going to buy up all, everything they had in Randy River in my size, right? Yeah. So I know that that was going to be all my clothes. But you always had to get new shoes going back to school because you needed new shoes for gym and everything else. My fear every year was that my mom was going to wait so late in the summer to buy me my new shoes that I was going to be the kid that showed up to school with brand new shoes and get, oh. and get, and get made fun of for the first three no months. No way. That was the best. You show up so, on your first day with all your fresh no, gear and fresh kicks. No. Oh. So we would, we would make sure that we got our shoes at least the first second week into August and I would run the hell out of them. Really? In the dirt, on the bike, every Everything. So I was not the kid that showed up to school because believe me, the high school I went to, yeah. if you showed up to school one day in brand new white running shoes, yeah. you would never hear the end of it. They'd make fun of you? Oh my Are God. Are you kidding me? The ladies love a crisp shoe. No, 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 no. You would never <laughs> hear the end of it. Uh, Jenny, I also have a pair of Jordan 3s. That are the Mocha edition, and I've only worn them twice. Oh, wow. And the second time I wore them was when we shot our latest commercial, where we're oh, wearing really? the, the gold suits yeah. with the pink background. Okay. And when I like the part of the commercial I where love that commercial. I'm in the, like the normal Thank clothes, you. those are the Jordan 3s, the Mochas, and I've only worn them twice. Really? Yeah. I love that. Well, you know what? I have an unpair worn. Um, I have an underhair worn. Uh-huh. Yeah. You want to take a minute? You want to take a minute and rework that question? I have an unworn pair of silver Rockport still uh, yeah, in the box. Nobody, nobody. <laughs> oh wow! I can't wait to see what they're worth on eBay. So, uh, Jenny, there is the answer to your question. Thanks so much. All right, All right girl. Good luck. Take care. Love you. Bye. Oh wait, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Between Ross yes. and Bob, who's your favorite? Oh God. Okay, this is tough because from the beginning it's been Roz. But lately, lately, <laughs> what I do? <laughs> no, you didn't do anything. But I'm just like, oh, Mocha, I just like, I love you so much. So it's hard. I, I don't know who to pick. Well, you already did. Thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> love you, girl. Jeez. Bye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. All right, we're about to connect with the Iron Cowboy. Uh, yeah, um, Amazon Prime, it's the world's toughest race. It's the return of Eco Challenge after 16 years. It's 66 teams from 30 different countries. It is the hardest race in the world. Iron Cowboy James Lawrence, who we just talked about, he got the name Iron Cowboy because he did 
50 Ironman races in 50 days in 50 different states. James Lawrence, what's up, dude? It's Roz and Mocha. What's up, boys? How are we doing? Good. How are you doing? AKA uh, Iron Cowboy, huh? I was, That's right. I was just explaining w- how you got the name Iron Cowboy and... You did 50 Ironman races, which is a like a 4K swim, a 180K bike, and then a full 42.2 kilometer marathon. You did 50 of those in 50 days in 50 different states, right? That's accurate, yes. Oh my God. Why would you do that to your body? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great question. I don't know. <laughs> How do you prepare for something like that anyway? Uh, a, lo- a decade worth of just grit and showing up yeah if, if you by the way if you're listening to this right now uh james lawrence the iron cowboy do yourself a favor and google the picture uh google image a picture of james and iron cowboy and take a look at his abs when you google because they're like abs <laughs> you know you know when you, you know when you were a kid and you would get an action figure yeah and that you would look at it and go it's so unrealistic nobody has a body like that like your abs look like an action figure abs like they're 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 carved in like a factory man well in, in all fairness that that image was on day 48 and so there had been um, <laughs> there've been 48 consecutive days of a lot of hard work and how long does that take you when you we'll, we'll get to we'll, we'll get to the world's toughest race in a second here but when you are doing this just to put this into perspective for people of what you accomplished to get the name the iron cowboy when you are setting out you start your race in the morning when you're doing an iron man where you start with the swim and then the bike and then the run how many hours in a day are you taking to complete one round of this 50-day cycle? Um, If I'm just to do one standalone, uh, around 10 hours. But when you're doing 50 consecutive, you're looking at 12 to 14 hours a day. So you did 12 to 14 hours a day for 50 days in 50 different states, right? Yeah, so that's seven weeks. At any point in that, do you ever get to the point where your body... Like your mind is saying, keep going, keep going, keep going. But your body is saying like, bro, we need to chill for a minute at least. Yeah, that was day two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what makes it so interesting is that you look at the world's toughest race. First of all, Bear Grylls is hosting this. It's on Amazon. It's the return of Eco Challenge after 16 years, which I'm so incredibly uh, happy about. But you look at a guy like you, you look at James Lawrence, the Iron Cowboy, who did 50 uh, Ironman marathons in 50 days in 50 states. And then you start watching this show and you're like, oh my my God, not even this guy is killing this course. Like how hard was Eco Challenge? No offense, by the way. No, no, none taken. That thing was legit. Uh, and, and, and even watching the, the, the show on Prime, it just doesn't do it. You cannot, you cannot convey how difficult and how long each one of those sections takes. Like you hear, oh, they did this for 12 hours, but it's just so hard to like internalize what that means. There was, there was one scene that I watched and I don't remember, it's one of the earlier episodes where one of the American guys gets so dehydrated and he works himself to the point of where he can no longer function that the rest of the team decides to carry on. And so they tie a rope around his waist and they're dragging him along like he's their zombie pet. Like it's like it's like it's like uh, the walking dead where they just tie a rope around his waist and they're just dragging this guy. And he's like aimlessly just like walking like delirious all the way through the all the way through the jungle. And this guy is like hardcore. 
Yeah. Right? Like hardcore. Like this course was beating people on day two. Um, how do you, we don't want to spoil it, but uh, but what was your perception going in to World's Toughest Race to w- what you thought about it when it was over for you? Uh, well, one, we had no business being out there. Um, the race's <laughs> slogan is we eat Iron Man for breakfast. And right. so I, I believe they recruited our team to make a mockery of us. Wow. Oh, and no, then as we, as we started to progress through the the race in the field there we we kind of turned the staff and they started to root for us because we were such underdogs and had no reason being out there how much of what your strategy is when you're on the show changes because you have like a production crew or a couple of camera people who are trying to keep up and following you uh and also knowing that everything that you do every step that you make is being recorded at that time yeah i uh it, it was a good punch in the face early when you realized you're mic'd 24 hours a day yeah. and that's what they want they want you to forget that you're mic'd and you do you you literally forget your mic you forget the cameras are there and you just are so focused on helping your teammates get through helping you get through staying alive um i mean there was times out there where i'm like we're we're dead. <laughs> like wow. we're not going to get through this. How do you how do you not give up whether that is during a race or in life? You must have some insight into what you we are all capable of that maybe we don't. What's your what's your take on somebody who's who wants to give up? How do you how do you keep going? For for me it's my, my word is my bond. And if I say I'm going to do something I figure it out. And lack of preparation is typically why most people fail. And I fail as hard as I can in prep. So when it comes to these type of challenges I give you my 300% guarantee we're going to get through because there is no option to quit. And most people are looking for exits, reasons to get out. Right. And we're looking for solutions to keep going. Uh, it's so funny. There's there's parts in the show where even early on, like within the first four or five days where they they focus on the, on the winning team and then they focus on another team and they're like, team number two is 36 hours behind the leaders. Oh my like, God. Like, like this thing I gets... Gonna, honestly, I no, bro. say minutes just no. now. 36 hours. Like this race gets so out of hand. If you've never seen Eco Challenge because it was off the air for uh, 16 years, it is the most incredible show. Adding Bear Grills to this only makes it better. And uh, uh, James Lawrence cannot thank you enough for hanging out with us, man. Absolutely, guys. Really appreciate it. Much love to Canada. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Yo, Cal, what's up, dude? It's Roz and Mocha. Oh, hey, how are you guys? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'll cool. be, man. I'm 13. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. So, Cal, you were this. Roz and Mocha, um, my FML is this. My Fix My Life is this. I'm going to high school in September, and I'm just kind of nervous. Many of my friends are going to the same school as me, but in this unpredictable time, I have no idea what it's going to be like, and I'm a little worried that I'm going to be swamped with work. Do you have any advice on how to handle the stress of high school? I've never really been great at handing in work on time. Oh, damn. You're going to have to change that, Cal. So you're yeah. in Vancouver, right? Yeah. And um, everyone, from what I know, schools are opening on time and everyone is like just expected to go back, correct? Yeah, we're think- they're thinking about doing part-time in class, part-time online. And so you got a taste of this at the end of school year last year, right? How did you, how were you with sort of being responsible and motivated when you did have to do online? Well, we had different kind of kinds of projects when we were doing it online. Yeah. So it was more hands-on stuff, which I enjoy a lot more than the written stuff. Right. So 
I was doing pretty well at the end of the year, and I got everything in on time. There's two different aspects here with with high school that are sort of nerve-wracking for younger kids going into high school. One is the social aspect of it. It's a whole new world, and mm-hmm. it's ve- it's so stressful on, on every level, on, on a social level. And then there's the work level. You say that you have a hard time handing in work on time. And what, what is, so what's your motivation? Why are you always late with your assignments? Well, I don't really enjoy school <laughs> a lot. Right. Yeah, well, you're 13, so. Yeah. So I'm always tempted to do other things instead of my work, which yeah. kind of gets me off track. Like, like what? Like what? What are your, what are your distractions? I like talk to people or I read or I don't, I don't like homework. So I'm always kind of yeah, nobody lazy likes homework. with homework. Right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to say this to you. You don't have to love it. You just have to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Stop looking for, you don't have to love all your classes. Like, I think that we got into this weird thing where you feel that you have to love everything and you don't. It's school. You're not supposed to love high school. You got you to gotta find things to love in life. You got to find things that do motivate you. You just got to take care of all your work before you get to do them. Like, you just have to be good at it. You don't have to love it. You don't have to go, like, you don't, you don't have to, if you, if you, great, you know, eleven advanced math. I never wanted oh to. I never God, wanted to do so that. Boring. Right? It's so boring. It's so boring. But you don't have to love it. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to be its champion. You're not going to be a spokesperson for it. You just have to be good at it. And being good at it is just a matter of putting in the work. Now, I will say this: when it comes to assignments, you're going to feel overwhelmed, and you're going to have all sorts of projects due, and they're going to stack up, and you're going to sit there, and you're going to look at it, and you're going to just like fail internally, mentally. You're going to fail, and you're not going to hand anything in. When you're looking for motivation, when it comes to assignments, especially when you have a lot of things on your plate, okay, the best motivation is the sense of accomplishment. So you grab one, anyone, and you kill it and you knock it out of the park and you get it off your plate. Once you have one down and you get that sense of accomplishment, that's where the motivation comes from. You will never get over it unless you start crushing it. Yeah, that. That makes a lot of sense. And it's just one at a time, man. Like that's the only way to do it. It's just one at a time and you'll get, and you'll get through it. Believe me, they design a curriculum that a 13 year old kid going into grade nine is capable of doing. The rest is up to you. If you can't do it or if you don't do it, that's on you. If you try and do them all at once, you're not going to be able to do them. No, 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 just do one at a time. I'm going to tell you the stupidest trick. And I do this all the time, even now as an adult, is when I know I have certain tasks that need to be taken care of, I will make a list of all those tasks and I will start at the top and work my way down. And after every single one that I accomplish, I cross it off my list so I can actually see it. That's me. I'm a visual person. I need to see that I've accomplished that task. And then you move down the line, down the line, down the line until you see a cross on everything that you wrote down. Even my mom does that. She says it's actually really helpful. It I'm is. telling you, bro. Yeah, and don't be afraid to start with the ones you're good at or you're best at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can get those ones out of the way quickly. Get them out of the way. Get it. Get, get, them, get them out of your life. Not even out of the way. Just get them out of your life. And when you go to bed at night, there's a huge difference, especially when you're in high school. But I'm going to tell you what, it doesn't change because I'm 46 and I still feel like this. Am I 46? <laughs> 45. Okay. I'm going to be, I'm going to be 46 and I still feel this way. That's why advanced math, you got to pay attention. And that is when your head hits the pillow at night, there is a weight 
and it sits on your chest and it starts rolling around in your head and you can't sleep and you can't relax and you get anxiety and you get all of this stuff. And that is because you think back at the day that you just lived, okay? And what you're thinking about are the opportunities you had to not lie in bed at night and feel this stressed and you didn't take it. Yeah, I feel like that's a really important role. Does all that make sense, Cal? Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you so much. All right, man. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. I'm just reading a story about the snow train. The what? The snow train. Is that a new wrestler? No. (laughs) Sounds like it, though, huh? All aboard the snow train. <laughs> no, uh, according to uh, the managing editor, editor of the Old Farmer's Almanac, he said, quote, we expect basically to start out on the tracks in December and just be a series of storms that chugs across the prairies, Ontario and Quebec into early March, meaning there's going to be a lot of snow this winter. What do they know, though? What do they know? Like, you can't do a what do they know? Like, if anybody knows, it's not that it's not that they know specifically, but if anybody has so much, but if anybody has an idea. Yeah, but they said that this summer was going to be hot and brutal. They've never been wrong. I'm sure they've been. They said that this summer was going to be hot and brutal. What has this summer been? Hot and brutal. Decent. Now they're talking snow train. <laughs> so it starts on one side of the country and travels yeah, right across? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do we start, like, like this or no? I don't know. Do you like being buried in snow? <laughs> I know you like being buried in debt. <laughs> and buried in misery. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Buried in both. self-doubt. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> so why not snow? <laughs> ready, ready for it. <laughs> But did they say like how much snow? No, I, I was there. The, the articles have just started coming out now, <sighs> where they're like, it is going to be a snowy ass winter. Like everywhere that gets snow in this country, it's yeah. going to be a snowy winter. Last man. year at this time, they said it was going to be a, like a really really cold winter, and they were right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Last winter was cold. Not a lot of snow, but it was cold. Yeah, it was brutally yeah. cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know, man. The snow train. <laughs> snow train. <laughs> Well, at least he's telling us way in advance so that we can get prepared. I know, but don't tell us on like a day like today when it's nice outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not cool, man. Great. Day ruined. Thanks. Yeah. Also, I think. <laughs> oh, say what? <laughs> nothing. I was just going to say, I think you hold this information till after Labor Day. I don't think you drop this information in August. No. I think it's rude. Yeah. yeah. I would even say like wait until after Thanksgiving. No, really? No, yeah. To, no, this is when shovels are on sale. Hold on, it's not Christmas decorations. It's not like you got to wait until after like <laughs> we finish celebrating one thing. I'm just saying, don't drop this bomb in summer no, before I we're mean, even back I to think, school. I think after, I think after Thanksgiving is still more than enough time to prepare. No way. No are you way. Serious? No, 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 no. So Labor Day? No, Labor Day. Oh, too Labor early. Day. <laughs> too early. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Carol Baskin of uh, Tiger King. Yeah. She's back at it again. She made what? a name for herself on Cameo too, huh? Uh-huh. She's doing pretty well on Cameo. Did she murder her husband again? No. Another one? Allegedly? Jesus, man. Holy crap. That you said she's back quickly. at it again. Yeah, but just like, I mean, talking. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Killing and burying. <laughs> Sorry. So uh, the big news was that NBC had picked up Kate McKinnon's version of the Joe Exotic series. This is different than the Nick Cage one that is also in the works for somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but Kate McKinnon from SNL, her Joe Exotic series will be on uh, NBC, Peacock, and USA Networks. And she's going to play Carol Baskin. Okay. Now, Chloe Fineman from SNL has been doing Carol Baskin, and she does Carol Baskin very well. So here's Chloe Fineman doing Carol Baskin. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin. Just took a kitty cat ride around my kitty cat, meow, meow, kitty cat lake. And I just want to thank everybody for being a supporter of the Big Cat Kitty Cat Rescue. Now, uh, order of business, we stopped feeding live rabbits to the big cats, so that's big improvement. And also, I did not kill my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's okay. really good. So she's really good. However, actual Carol Baskin, not so much. This is what Carol Baskin had to say about her. I could just slap that woman. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> This whole, like, my kitty meow, meow, kitty meow. And she would just, like, say all these really weird words all in a row. And so that became really popular, I guess, in in popular culture. And people wanted me to, to talk like that on the cameos. And I'm like, I have no idea how to talk like that. That's, that is not how I speak. Oh, so she's not happy. No. And, uh, and, and also now you have to deal with the idea that Kate McKinnon is going to be doing an impression. So what does she think of Kate McKinnon? Has she reached out? She has not reached out to me. And I really hope that she does before she gets too far down the line with it. I'd love to know what her take is on it and what she's thinking to do and see if there was any way that we could advise her. We reached out to her through the media, not through, because I don't have any way of contacting Kate McKinnon, but we had posted publicly that we really hope that anybody, her, anybody that does any kind of follow-up programming doesn't end up doing what Cardi B did and hiring people that are exploiting and abusing cats. It's like, that is the worst thing you could do is abuse cats to show other people that you shouldn't abuse cats. Wow, she's got it all, huh? What a... I don't think... When you're somebody like Carol Baskin, you get this, and you've seen this before with people that they've been that they've done stories on or made a movie out of, and like, well, I really hope they do reach out so they can really tell them my story and they can really get. They know Kate McKinnon knows everything she needs to know about oh, you. Absolutely, right? absolutely. For the for the for the purposes of the show that she's doing, she knows everything about Carol Baskin that she needs to know. She does not need to talk to you. Same with Chloe Feynman, uh, right? Because I Chloe- could just slap that woman. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Katy Perry had her baby. Daisy Dove Bloom is the name. That's such a cute name. Yeah, I know. Uh, they say we are floating with love and wonder for the safe and healthy arrival of our daughter. They made their announcement through UNICEF. Uh, and then UNICEF? They go on, yeah, and then they go on to say, because they're both involved, and they go on to say, uh, but we know we're the lucky ones and not everyone can have a birthing experience as peaceful as ours. So... There you go. And then she had like a little Daisy painted on her finger. No. When she was in the delivery room. I love that name, Daisy. It's yeah, so cute. It's very yeah. cute. It's so cute. Uh, what else is going on? There's something I wanted to. What is it, Maury? I won the lottery. You won the lottery? What do you mean you won the lottery? Last night's lottery. What do you mean you won? I won two free plays. Oh, that's not winning the lottery. It's not losing. Yeah, yeah it, it is. is. 
What was the jackpot? Thirty million? Yeah, yeah you, so you lost thirty million million dollars. Yeah. You didn't win anything. No, I won two free plays. No, you got two free plays. I got two free plays as opposed <laughs> to winning them. <laughs> Mm. Okay, well, I was all excited because, like, it's not over. How You get a free play, like, every single time you play the lotto. Like, if you Basically. don't get a free play playing the lotto, like... You're no, the, the last the... time it just said not a winner, right? So yeah. this is, like, the first time I've ever won a free play. Is it? But you don't play, play the lotto that often, though. Well, this is the first time I've played the lottery this year. Right. And you got it a free... And you got, yeah. Oh, wow. How much money did you buy on the ticket? Uh, Ten dollars. Ten bucks, huh? You're never going to win like that more. That's yeah. not how you play. No, nah, man. What are you talking about? Hey, hey there's one time I was out with Mocha. <laughs> yeah. And I put down like, what was it, like 40 bucks and didn't win anything. <laughs> That's not his fault. What do you say? Yeah. This one time I was out with Mocha, I spent $40 on the lottery and didn't win anything. Thought, but you, you just blamed him for that. Because Mori thought he was going to be a, Mori thought he was going to be a big shot because we were like, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get a ticket, right? Oh. And then Mori, hot shot, wanted to go first in line and show off how much money he was spending oh. on lotto tickets. And it wasn't $40, yeah. you liar. Yeah. You can't keep your lies straight because that's what you told Matthew. Right. You spent like 60 bucks on tickets. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But told, I said, are you going to tell Matthew yeah. that you spent $60 on lotto tickets? He's like, oh, hell no. There's a lot of ways in life, I think, that you can show off your money in front of friends. I think that the, there, depending on like tastes and what people find interesting and the one place you cannot show off how much money you have is buying lottery tickets. Yeah. Like you're never going to, nobody's ever going to look at you and go, whoa, that guy's loaded. You when might you're as spending, well take a lighter out and, and yeah, like, set that bill on fire. Yeah. <laughs> you're never going to look like a big shot spending a ton of money on lottery tickets. It doesn't work that way. Well, and, then the I think, and then I think more was like disappointed when I only put down like 20 bucks. Of course. Oh, but right? also yeah. inside, I knew that that was like my yeah. 60 bucks for the week. But I'm with Mocha who's like, a, you, you know, a high roller. What do you mean you're 60 bucks for the week? You make good money. We pay you well. 60 bucks for the week. Because <laughs> after that, I'm like, well, I guess no Uber Eats tonight. So, Oh my God, my 60 bucks Hold for the week. Hold on a week. second. But that day, I remember that day specifically. That was a Friday and also a payday Friday. <laughs> yeah. for us. So you mean to tell us you burned through your entire paycheck in that one day I like already? to a lot. I like to try and a lot, you know, for certain things, right? Like yeah. I try and be like, okay, let's try not to spend more than 60 bucks this week, if wow, possible. Wow, wow, wow. Well, apparently you at that lotto stand was not possible. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Attention Americans, please stay in your country. Borders have been closed since March and uh, we would like to keep it that way. Y'all keep the virus on your side. Oh, wow. Jeez. The reason I bring this up is because there's a guy from Kentucky who could now face up to six months in jail and a potential six-figure fine. For what? Crossing the border and making it over here. <laughs> what was his business? So he was traveling from Alaska. He was in Alaska, and he was traveling back in to get back home through the States. Oh, yeah, you sort of have to go through Canada unless you got but a But there's a part where, <laughs> yeah, you can go through, right? Yeah, you but you have to go through to get home, okay? <laughs> yeah. But what this guy, John Pennington of Walton, Tech, Kentucky, did was he was like, you know what, since I'm here, let me just make a little detour I'll go out to beautiful Banff 
I'll kick it at a hotel, enjoy the mountains, until the hotel staff, when they were like checking out all the information, yeah. were like, whoa, 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 pal, listen. It's cool that you're here. We love that you want to see the mountains and take in all this fresh air, but there are restrictions. You're not allowed to be here. So they snitched on him and called the cops. Right. Now he's got a quarantine in what, beautiful band for 14 days? Right. So, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> what the police did, they wanted to give this guy a little bit of a break. Yeah. So they're like, you stay here, just quarantine in the, in the hotel for a bit, and then you got to move, move along. Right. Go on your way. Yeah. But what this guy did was he left the hotel room the very next day. And I guess the police spotted him or caught him or somebody noticed that he was out of the hotel. Right. And he said when they, he was approached, he was like, oh, I'm just looking for something to eat. Yeah, of course. But then the police were like, but we asked you nicely to stay in your oh, hotel God. where there are numerous restaurants. Sure. Okay. So then they arrested him. Originally, they gave him a $900 ticket <laughs> when they asked him to stay at the, uh, at the hotel. Yeah. And now what does he have to pay? Now he's been arrested and is scheduled to appear in court in November. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. You're never going to find this guy. He's going to go back to Alaska. See ya. In November. Yeah. What, well, do you think he's going to come back to Banff in November to go to court? No. $500,000. is really, uh, This is excessive. This is ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. I'm all for safety. I'm all for, I'm all for all of that. It's not like you want to be this guy's lawyer. But when a guy is driving from Alaska back down to America, you cannot avoid going through Canada and not saying what he did was the right thing, but we're not fining people half a million dollars for that. That's ridiculous. That's excessive. I feel like it's more of a scare tactic. Yeah, that's excessive. To all the Americans right. who still, are still trying to get across the nuts. border. That is nuts. Is our no, no, no. That's too much. That's too much. So, Am I alone in this? It's too much. Americans, just please stay on your side. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on, bro? Yo, Fabian! How's it going, man? Buddy, we haven't talked to you since April. You know what I'm saying, bro? It, I, that's what I said to Morris. And I got to say hi to these guys. I haven't talked to you guys in a minute. Yo, Fabian, the biggest weed head. The only reason why I know that we haven't talked to you since April is because <laughs> normally we talk to you on 420 every year. That's and right. for some reason this year, I guess because of COVID and like things are different in 2020, we didn't talk to you on 420. We talked to you the following day on 421. 421. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And that was the last time we talked to you. I know, man. You guys, you guys are busy. I'm busy. You know, you guys are doing big things. So, you know, I try to call and you're busy. So I understand. You guys are showing love to everybody, man. No, it's all good. Keeping all everybody good. in check, you know. So How's, what's going on with yeah. you? How are you? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, working away, growing away. You know, <laughs> things big. don't change, guys. Things don't change. How big is your weed plant now? I just chopped down uh, eight, ten of them. Sorry, I chopped down ten plants last weekend. I got one more going, one more tent going, and then I'm working on creating a rosin mocha strain. Oh. No, are you really? I swear to God, I am, guys. I told you, next year, by the time 420 comes next year, I will have a rosin mocha kush. Okay, oh. so what's uh, what's involved in that one? So I'm mixing. I am going to be mixing. Gel it's a gelato with a biscotti. 
and then a kosher kush with a sorbet. Ooh, be, yeah, yeah. I don't know what any of that means. But it, but sounds, it sounds delicious. It sounds delicious. <laughs> exactly. I said it, it has to be delicious for Roz and Mocha. It can't be just something plain Jane. So what, what is it? it is that, is that flavors of weed? Like weed comes in flavors? Well, strains. They don't really come in flavors like smells and taste. That's it. Oh. So like the, 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 the um, gelato is going to be like a sweet and cushy. And then the kosher is going to be like another hard, like a very pungent uh, sweet smelling. So I'm going for sweet, very sweet, you know? But, but when you smoke it, do you taste it or no? It just tastes you taste like weed. the sweetness. No, you do, you do oh, taste really? the sweetness. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, how I, potent, I, like how high are you going to get? I'm hoping that we're going to have to sit on the couch all day. I'm hoping oh, if you have motivation, boy. it's going to get shot. Oh, yeah. wow. I don't know. That doesn't sit well with that's, me. That's a little strong. Because I was going to say, I haven't smoked weed since like, I don't even know, maybe high school, maybe college. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like... I'm tempted to taste like a Raza Mocha. You are, huh? Strain of well, Fabian's you, weed. You don't know once it's up growing and everything. You know, Mocha, I'm going to be sending you emails like crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't. You can count me out. I can't smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> like, because of COVID and stuff, we got to stay apart. Like, you can't send that in the mail, right? Yes, I can. Oh, can you? Of course. Absolutely, I can. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely, 100. Wow. Uh, I have a guy at work that's sending stuff to, to Kitchener right now. Just <laughs> in an envelope. Dude, yeah, dude, listen. Listen, Snitch, all right? <laughs> yeah, don't be giving the locations. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just showing you how far it travels in an envelope. Yeah, okay, yeah, we get how the mail works, man. You put something in an envelope, but it winds up in somebody else's house in a different city. We get that, but stop snitching. <laughs> well, well, hey, hey, right now, right now, I'm waiting for uh, a couple packages. I did a, I did a, a 1k giveaway on my instagram yeah so i'm waiting for some people to get some packages that i sent out to everybody wow oh, okay damn, you're right. like an entrepreneur now huh hey i'm trying i'm trying man i got i got seed breeders sending me free seeds to grow their stuff i got uh the the best led grow light company in the game right now spo uh, sponsored me and sending me their free lights that are worth like two three thousand dollars so wow. there you go good job yeah man yeah man i'm trying i'm trying guys i'm trying good job. like i said next year 420 man i swear rosin mocha kush is going to be around all right i, I love I it i can't wait it'll be around no. and it'll knock you down yeah, i can't wait absolutely to, to watch people fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> okay. fabian you know we love you brother thank you so much for checking in no no i love you guys man have a great week man this is the Roz and mocha show podcast Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. Yeah. A Roz and Mocha show and Kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, and apparently the Biebers hosted an illegal maskless birthday party in Los Angeles. Come on. Justin Bieber and his wife Haley ignored COVID-19 warnings and threw a late night house party with a ton of guests, including Kendall and Kylie Jenner. And it was a birthday party for singer Justine Skye. In addition to being risky, the party would have been in violation of L.A. County's ban on gatherings with people from different households. So they're not getting charged, though. I don't know. I doubt it. I doubt it. Someone's catching COVID. So, right. And then when they put their picture on the news, it's going to be a picture of Kevin Hart. Right. <laughs> Cardi B um, responding to Melania Trump's speech last night at the Republican National Convention. So this is what happened. Uh, 
a Republican, I think she was like a candidate at one time and maybe now she has a podcast. I don't know. Uh, she's a Republican named Deanna Lorraine. She yeah. tweeted after Melania Trump's speech, America needs far more women like Melania Trump and far less like Cardi B. Oh. And then Cardi B posts an old nude photo of Melania Trump and then writes, didn't she used to sell that WAP? Ooh! <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Whoa, Cardi B with a fast <laughs> clap back. But it wasn't Melania who said that to her. It was another person know, who said that still. to her. Poor That's Melania. like, oh God. She's just trapped, huh? <laughs> trapped, and you know she's not loving life right now. No, she hates it. Uh, this is uh, Jacob, Jacob Blake's mom addressing the unrest happening in that state. Absolutely not. My family and I are very hurt, quite frankly, disgusted. And as his mother, please don't burn up property and cause havoc and tear your own homes down in my son's name. People shouldn't do it anyway, but to use my child or any other mother or father's child, our tragedy, to react in that manner is just not acceptable. Uh, Toronto is set to introduce new rules for Airbnb. Mm -hmm. Look at Maury doing a dance in there. So this is as of beginning September 10th. Uh, Short-term rental operators will need to start registering with the city in order to operate. People will not be allowed to list their properties on short-term rental sites if it is not their principal residence. Oh, really? And advocates hope that the new world... to come live with me then? What's that? I got to rent out a room? That's how Airbnb was. I know, when it first started, it was like, I got this place... I have a couch. I got a, yeah, I got a room. I got a couch. I got the basement. I have all this stuff. What they don't want are ghost hotels. They don't want 5,000 condo units in this city that are basically short-term rentals. Mm. And so that has been the bane of Maury's existence in his condo oh, for Maury years. Maury used to snitch on everybody. I know, everybody. Even, even, you even still the gonna, ones... You going to keep snitching? Oh, there was... And it's banned right now because of COVID. You can't have short-term rentals in our building. Right. But the people right behind our bed were having a party. Would you know I called down to security right What do you away? mean right behind your bed? Like the unit right behind oh, my bed. Oh, okay. The, ne- the unit next door. <laughs> Why yeah, did you just right. say that? <laughs> Why did you just say that instead of making it weird? Yeah. <laughs> like you're living in a hey, gym. The, pe- the people next door. <laughs> like Revenge of the Nerds home. when they get kicked out of the dorm and they oh, just put cots in the gym. guys. <laughs> Classic. Classic. And, uh, former NBA All-Star turned analyst Chris Webber is getting huge praise for his comments on TNT last night. So we know it won't end tomorrow. We know that there's been a million marches and nothing will change tomorrow. We know vote. We keep hearing vote. Everybody vote. But I'm here to speak for those that are always marginalized. Those that live in these neighborhoods where we preach and tell them to vote and walk away. Charles Barkley came to my high school. Just seeing him in the locker room seeing his hands and his body that inspired me you can't see something you can't be something until you see it and when I tell you the little kids that have called me upset 
I have a godson that has autism, and I just had to explain to him why we aren't playing. I have young nephews that I've had to talk to about death before they've even seen it in a movie. If not now, when? That's, that's all I just want to hear from the rest of the night while everybody's pontificating and thinking and soapboxing and all of that. We know nothing is going to change. We get it. If Martin Luther King got shot and risked his life, Mega Evers, if we've seen this and all of our heroes constantly taken down, we understand it's not going to end. But that does not mean, young men, that you don't do anything. Don't listen to these people telling you don't do anything because it's not going to end right away. You are starting something for the next generation and the next generation to take over. Do you have to be smart? Yes. Do you have to make sure that you have a plan? Yes. Do you have to be articulate about that plan? Yes. All of those things. But that's what you're going to do. They're professionals. They know how to be the best of themselves. And so I applaud it. I applaud it because it is the young people. It is the young people leading the way. And I applaud them. There's a, tr- there's a house in Toronto, because we know real estate in this city is crazy. There's a house in Toronto that is for sale okay. for $160,000, not a dollar more. Get out of yes, here. Yes, there is. It's one of those island houses. Oh. On like on on Ward's Island, okay, and 160k. Yeah, it's because the homes Shoot. on the Toronto Island are sold through a regulated system, uh-huh. which was introduced through legislation in '93 that fixes the prices of the houses and prevents island property owners from making massive profits. So they appraise the house, they list the house, and apparently it's in rough shape too. But who cares? It's 160 yeah. grand. Can I can I book a, a showing? You cannot because the, the only people who are allowed to purchase houses on the island are people who. Who are already on the list of 500 registered individuals. Uh, and when a house comes up for sale, it goes to the number one person on the list to yeah. make an offer. And the offer cannot be more than what the asking price is. So if they're oh, asking... It can't be like 161? No. It has to... So it can only... Max is 160. So if the person who's number one on the list goes, oof, no, uh, 154. And then number two on the list goes, okay, I'll pay 160. It goes to number two. And then you deal with financing and everything else. Right. So it's a whole the person who's at number one system. on that list, like however long they've been on that list, forever, they're gonna pay the hundred and sixty thousand. Yes, absolutely, man. Yeah, um, and there can only be five hundred people on the purchasers li- purchasers list at one time. So it's not like it's this infinite list. So, so okay. the list only opens up. Yeah. Okay. When uh, when a person who is number one on the list buys a house on the island then the list opens up and there's now 499 people on that list so they allow one more person to get on the list question yes is there a waiting list to get on that waiting list i'll tell you i've tried to get on the list yeah it's not even open there's nowhere to even put your name but now there's going to be a free spot right so about what i mean is that you can't even get on the waiting list to get on the list Oh, there's a waiting list, but a waiting list, but Dude, a waiting it's list. It's impossible. It's Can you impossible. Secretly offer the homeowner like a million bucks to, no. for them to go away. No, because this is the deal: is that it's a land lease, so you don't own the land, but you you lease the property until 2096 or something like that. Right? Is when the, the lease is good. I don't for. know if I want to live there that okay, long. All right. Uh, but no. But <laughs> the reason time. why you can't just walk up and offer somebody a million dollars is because you then have to take over that lease, and you have to be then put into the system. No, but it's hush money. There is no such thing as hush money. 
No, but there is. What like are you if, talking about? Like, if I'm like, here's a million dollars, go but who away. Are you, who are you saying giving a million dollars to? The homeowner. To? You don't have to a do million what, dollars. Though? No, like, if I win the lottery, here's a million dollars, go away, shush. But to do I what? Will, I will live here in your name. In your name? Yes. So you're going to take somebody's identity? No, no, it's just on the paper. To live work. in a crappy shack on the island. But that's everyone's that needs, dream. There's that needs 500 people on the list. <laughs> oh my you did not God. think this through. No, no, it's, it's impossible, Mark. It's impossible. That's the thing about the island is you cannot buy your way oh, onto the unless island. Unless you marry in. No, you can't do it. You can't buy your way onto the island. It doesn't work that Bro, way. Bro, you're willing to buy, like... Unless you marry and he's married. Yeah, he's married. You are, are willing to, to risk it all yeah. just to get away from the, your own you're marriage. you go marry a pensioner on the island. <laughs> just to get away yeah. from that. Less, less than a kilometer away from your husband. <laughs> like, you're not even going to Barbados. You're moving less than a kilometer yeah. away from your husband. He could probably look out the window in your condo and see yes. you. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He'll find you. Just something else, bro. <laughs> Honestly. The officer who uh, shot Jacob Blake in the back was identified yesterday by the uh, Department of Justice. His name is Rutzen Shesky, and more details uh, were released. Apparently, the shooting is being investigated by the Wisconsin Department of Justice Division of Criminal Investigation. And according to the DOJ, uh, Kenosha Police Department officers were dispatched to a residence after a female caller reported that her boyfriend, uh, Jacob, was there when he was not supposed to be there. And during the incident, according to the DOJ, uh, police say that they attempted to arrest Jacob and use a taser to try and stop him, but that didn't work. Uh, the DOJ then describes what you've already and what we've already seen on the video with him being shot in the back uh, seven times. But um, seven times, the, like, come on. Uh, listen, nothing justifies that. Uh, the DOJ says that Jacob told them that he had a knife in his possession. Uh, no other weapons were found in the car. So that is the latest on that, because I know that a lot of people were saying, why haven't they released the name of the cop yet? Who who shot him? So it was uh, Rustin Shesky. Do we know the name of the officer? If there was uh, body cam footage, there's no. They had no body cams on. Mm. There was no body. But no, the police officers there. No, because I, I don't think it's mandatory there. Right, I don't think yeah. it's mandatory there. Um, but they, they the 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 dispatch call was released with the dispatcher giving instructions to uh, the police officers when the nine one one call came in. And I think that they had said from the 911 call when it first came in to when the seven shots happened was, I think, five minutes. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So it was quick. The whole thing, the whole thing happened quick. Uh, Amazon founder and CEO Jeff Bezos became the first person ever to be worth $200 billion. I'm canceling Prime. <laughs> Just to, so, so, out of spite. So what is that? What's that going to be? Now? It's going to be worth one billion nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and eighty nine dollars. Who's with me? Who are everyone? Everyone that wants to cancel Prime today. Uh. Breaking Dancing with the Stars news. Which is? AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys just confirmed uh, that he's on the show. Oh, there we go. Nice. I like that. Do we like AJ McLean? Is he one of the ones? Was he one of the, like, the, did he have the tough guy persona in one of the bands? Is that what he was? Yeah. No, he wasn't tough guy. He was like, like he's like a mid-carter. Okay, hold on, though. Mid-level. Because all those bands had their tough guy, right? Yeah. So was AJ McLean the yes. tough guy? Yes. From he was. Backstreet Boys? Yes. AJ McLean was not the... Shem, get in here. I, yes. need, to, I need you guys he to fight this out. Nail polish. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here's my thing. Okay. I, so, okay, let's go through Not the, tougher than Donnie Wahlberg. No, 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 no. But, but every band had their own tough guy. Okay. In the Backstreet so, Boys, it's AJ. 
AJ was it's the tough not guy. Nick. He's the one that goes, Am I sexual? <laughs> no, he can't be tough. He was saying Donnie. No, that's, so, that's, thank hold you, on. TV. Hold on. Hold on here. Okay, hold on. Now that I'm looking. Now that I'm looking at the pictures. Okay. Yeah, AJ would have. Yeah, none of these guys. These guys don't got swag. Okay, so who is. Definitely not Brian. Look at you, bro. So hold on here. Brian Luttrell. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, you're right. AJ was the tough guy. AJ was the tough guy, right? But if I had to put AJ against. Donnie from New Kids, Donnie would whoop his ass. Okay, but no, but yeah. Donnie was their tough guy. Who yeah. was the tough guy in uh, in um, NSYNC? NSYNC? Joey? <laughs> no. Was Joey no. the tough guy? Joey. Joey Fatone, no. Joey, no. He Chris Kirkpatrick. I guess it was Chris Kirkpatrick <laughs> yeah, took on that role. <laughs> Maybe. I, I think, know, I think who was the tough guy in New Kids? He had the braids. The tough guy in New Kids was, uh, what's his name? Um, I said, Donnie. from New Kids, I said Donnie. Yeah. Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're not here for that time. Yeah. I thought you were looping him into the BSB. Yeah, Donnie Wahlberg was the tough guy in, yeah. uh, in, in New Kids, right? Is there another? Okay, so who's the tough guy? Did 98 Degrees have a tough guy? No, they were all no. the same. No. no. Right. Okay. 98 Degrees? <laughs> Listen, they had a handful of bangers, yeah. right? But yeah. there was no there was no toughness no, in 98 No, it was just like three tunas standing there, right? <laughs> 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 For Ask Roz and Mocha. Yo, yo, yo. Already. What's up? Not much. Is that, did I say it right? It is going? it Areti? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, or you, you can say it in Greek too. Which is? Areti. Areti. Oh, right. Welcome right. to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, what is your question? My question is what do Jenna and Matthew think of all the crazy shenanigans that you and Maury do on the show? So pinched, snapped, drinking, eating, crazy concoctions. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so. like do you guys ever go home smelling like the stuff that you've eaten or drank on the show and then like Jenna looks at you and just like get in the shower immediately? No. Or when you're covered in bruises from playing Snapped? Yeah, she, like she ever that like, one. Yeah, Snapped is always a big one in our house. Yeah, so Snapped, if you haven't heard Snapped but you are listening to this, which I would find hard to believe but we'll explain it anyway. Um, Snapped is just, it's a straight up head-to-head trivia game and it's like torture trivia. So both Maury and Mocha wear big giant elastic bands around their necks and if you get a question wrong, you have to hook your thumb under the elastic, extend your arm out all the way, and then let it go, and it snaps you in the neck. I find it hilarious, personally. A lot of people do. A it's, lot of people uh, do. I don't, because I, it's, I, it's, I, yeah. it's painful. I, I know two people that don't. Okay, so hold on here. So what does Jenna say about snaps when you come home covered in bruises from work? She does not like the game She does not. All. Does she like no. listening to it? Or no. Does she, or she doesn't like the, She doesn't even like when we post videos, like on social and everything. Yeah. She doesn't even watch them. Really? She does not like the game at all. Why? Why? Because, like... <laughs> <laughs> because typically after we play the game, like yeah. two, three days later, yeah. the bruises really show. <laughs> right. And it just looks, it just looks bad. <laughs> and she said, she told me like after the latest round, yeah. she's like, I don't like that you guys play that game. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, trust me, I don't like losing no. that game. That's no, different in my house. What does Matthew say? For that particular thing, Matthew often says, like, if I do something wrong, he's like, did you bring the elastics home? We could play that here. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Corporal punishment <laughs> at that level, huh? And then, like, eating weird stuff. Uh, my wife, Jenna, she doesn't really say anything. She's just like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? True. That's pretty much it. Whereas I'm constantly told that I embarrass him. 
Oh, wow. Oh. He's like, do you have to? He goes, you're embarrassing me in front of my coworkers. Oh, jeez. Damn. <laughs> that's an that's a ugly reaction. I thought that he would at least have some fun with it or call you an idiot or something <laughs> like oh, that. Oh, he does that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Well, I thought you guys might have like Tums or Pepto-Bismol or some, you know, makeup. No, no but I will say this. I, there's, there's been stuff that's happened on the show where you guys have eaten things where independently later on in the day, both of you have written me to be like, oh my God, I feel so oh, sick. Oh, yeah. Like my <laughs> wife, she, she's basically like, you got yourself into this mess. So yes. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yes, there have been times where we've eaten or, or drank something on the show completely disgusting. Yeah. And in the moment, it's like, okay, I could deal with it. But then it's like three, four hours later yeah. where you get the ramifications <laughs> of all of that, right? There, I remember we drank once. You had us uh, for 30 seconds or less. We drank uh, glasses of pure cream. Oh, heavy oh, cream. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It was so, like 50%. You know what? Oh, that day, cream. I remember that day, okay? And it wasn't like hours and hours and hours later. It was like 45 minutes later or something. So it was just felt so bloated and like sleepy. And just, oh, oh, man. There was a time when uh, Dammit Maury tried to break the world record for eating the most deviled eggs. That, oh. that may have been one of the worst mornings I've seen. Yeah, that's so but the cream one, because then we posted the video. I remember Matthew was on the couch watching it. He calls me over he's like do i need to remind you that there's heart issues in your family <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> all that cholesterol that's right don't let your dad watch that video your dad had a heart attack last year <laughs> Areti, thank you very much for joining us on the razamoka show podcast uh between razamoka who's your favorite okay so i have my fiance staring at me right now mm. as i'm answering this question uh i'm a scarborough girl yeah but all day, every day, and twice on Sundays, bras. Oh, look at that. Oh. You may be my first Scarborough girl that has ever said me. Mocha what thought it was happened. Yeah. yeah I'm, this may be the... I, yeah. You know, you are just hot as... Oh. Uh, oh. Any day. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, your fiance, fiance is legit right there. Yeah, yes, he's rolling his eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's, a mocha, he's a mocha fan. Does Don't. he know that you have this like strong attraction to Roz? Uh, <laughs> he does now. No, no. We've, we've talked about this and like we have our top five hall passes and uh, Roz is on my top Oh, five. I'm in your top oh. five hall. Who else? Who else? I'm, now I'm curious to know the, uh, the rest well, of the you're, cast. Well, you're the only, you're the only Canadian. So, okay, so who are the uh, rest? Everyone, like, we're, we're talking Hollywood. We're talking, you know, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, okay. We're talking, um, you know, Matt McConaughey, okay. Bradley Cooper. Okay. Okay. Uncle Jesse from Full House. Okay, wow. that's so a good have, list. You have a type. You have a type. Yes, you there do you have go. a type. You have Very a nice. rule that you can't have somebody on your list that lives in the same city. That's not a rule. That's so That's a not a rule. Well, then what do you do if you live in Los Angeles? Then you have to pick Canadians. No, stop it. That's not a rule. That's a made-up rule. So who's on your fiancé's list? Um, He is Sofia Vergara, Jennifer oh, yeah. Aniston, uh -huh. uh, Jennifer Lopez, Chriselle from Selling Sunset. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a real estate agent. So oh, he's, I uh, gotcha. Okay, okay. I gotcha. That is awesome. Not Mocha, though. Mocha is not on your fiance's list. No, Mocha is no. not. Okay, <laughs> just, <laughs> just check it. Just check it. Kick, kick the man while right. down. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Have Thank a wonderful you day. You take care. Huh? Thanks, you too. Okay, bye. bye. All right. Uh, Steven asks, in the zombie apocalypse, who would be the leader? 
doctor, the hunter, the technician, and the cook. Oh. I assume like Stephen out means th- out of the three everyone of in this room. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Jeez. Well, Ross would be the cook. The leader, the hunter, the technician, and the cook. No, I can't okay, see you hold, being any of no, those. No, I Mario. can't. That's what that's my problem here is that do we have to give everybody a job? Because I'll double up on my jobs I in will, order to not yeah, have Maury be the cook. Same. I'll no, double Braz up, too. No, is the cook. I'm clearly, I'm the leader. Oh, my I, God. I don't think so. No, you are the farthest thing from a leader that maybe yeah. I've ever met I mean, I'm life. a half-decent technician. Like, a technician uh, of what? Like, I'm assuming it's just, like, wires and crap, right? You can't do that. Solder? How hard can you it don't, be? No, but, you don't, but you can't do it. There's There would be nobody to teach you these things. So you go into this with only the skills that you have now. Okay, then let me be the cook. You cannot be the cook because no, I'm not. I'm not. not eating your hot garbage that yeah, you would make no. for us. Every no, night. but obviously, if it's a zombie apocalypse, we're just boiling cabbage or something. No, no, no. Like, let's say we have we can hunt. We can because there's that's on there, right? You're not hunting. You're gonna kill yeah, something no. with your bare hands. Like, like Shem in there laughing his ass off. <laughs> like an animal? Yes, an ant. No, a, a tomato. No, this is where we become vegetarians. <laughs> okay, so if you could screw that up. Okay, just you. let me be the leader because all you have the to do leader. is follow me. Okay, so no. so follow you doing what though? Like, what are your leadership skills that you're going to make sure that we are all kept alive? What do, what skills do you have? I can read a compass. No, no, no. Honestly, now let's just be let's be specific here. What skills do you actually have that would lead us? to safety and out of danger and that you would thrive in that role. Okay, then just let me be the cook. No, you can't. I'm not eating the stuff. You're a terrible cook. I'd rather get killed by zombies. I to would. Be yeah, yeah. You know why? I would, you know why? If you were the cook, Maury, I would definitely. I would probably die on night one because I would be so hungry that I'd be going out after dark looking for something to kill with my bare hands, <laughs> <laughs> like a tomato, like a tomato. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to technician. Oh no! I think God. I think Roz and I would have to take each role, and uh, we would have to double up. Here's on my th- those roles, and uh, you would like, you know, we would try our best to, to keep you alive. You could tag along. Yeah, I do. And you're not allowed to stray from the group. No, I do think, though, Maury, I, I really do. I, I could not teach you to be a leader, right? I don't have the skills to actually teach you to be a technician. Um, if Mocha can cook, there's no point on teaching you to cook as well. The only thing that I think that I could do for you to help you is I think that I could teach you how to hunt. Just pull the trigger. No, no, no. Because no, say, we don't have guns. We have what we have. No weapons. We gotta, we gotta make weapons, and you're killing things with your hands. Okay. Well, then that's I think it. I could teach you how to do that. I think that of all those things, the easiest thing to teach you would be to how to hunt. Okay. Easier uh, than teaching you how to cook. Easier than teaching you how to lead. But he's pretty queasy, though. No, I know, but we could get over that, though. Like I'd wait till he was sleeping, and then I would just like dump guts on him and wake <laughs> him up, wake him up that way to sort of like get him desensitized <laughs> to feeling the inside of something. Oh. Right. Yeah, see? I mean, there's other ways to get you desensitized to feeling the inside of something, but I think that that might be the easiest, <laughs> even right. in an apocalypse. Well, then I'm dead. <laughs> okay, we got to move on. <laughs> okay, Kennedy Elder has a fantastic question. Hypothetically, if Roz was gay and oh, single, would he date Dan Matthew? Oh, God. No, <laughs> I'm not doing these. I don't do not these Dan Mori, Dan Matthew. No, I don't husband. do. No, I can I'm, tell I, you all about him. I don't do these things. He's a great cook. No, that's he's fine. an awesome hunter. That's fine. Is he a hunter? He's never hunted. He's well. He's killed a chicken. With what? What in Portugal? Oh God, that's the stories of Portugal again. <laughs> Everything happened in Portugal. Everything. Did oh. he kill the chicken with his hands? 
No, you hang it upside down and you just cut the, there, the head off or something and you let it drain out. Yeah, and then I think you have to reach in from behind and pull everything out. I really? Think that's how you do it, yeah. I think did that's how do, you do it. Did he do that? Oh, I don't know. I was not anywhere near. I did not want to see and that. And you want, you want to train this guy to be the hunter? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, bro, yeah. we're all dead. We're all dead. Okay. Okay, Alan asks, uh, other than being in radio, what is a perfect job you picture in your head for the other person? For example, oh. I can see Shem as a game show host, Mocha as a WWE commentary specialist, Maury as an undercover hotel inspector, whatever that means, and it's Roz as a lawn care slash chicken wing consultant. Wow. Okay. A lot of consultants for things that would pay zero dollars. <laughs> okay. So we're at a zero dollar a year salary. <laughs> yeah. Shem is the only one that I think is, is uh, they nailed on that. Come in, come in here for a second, Shem. I agree. Uh, yeah. So Shem as a game show host, I think is accurate. I could also, as soon as you said that, I'm like, I could also see Shem yeah. hosting a game show. And I don't mean, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to say this because it's another black guy, but I could see Shem in the role of uh, the guy who currently hosts um, Let's Make a Deal. What's Wayne that guy? Brady? Wayne Brady. Oh, Wayne Brady. Yeah. I can yeah, see yeah. Shem in, in that role because I think I think you're very much that type of personality with the personalities on that show. Or Family Feud like Steve Harvey. Um, no, <laughs> I don't know if I see you. I, I don't know if I see you on Family Family Feud. You know what else I could see you doing? Which is I think that you could, if you were doing a game show, I think that you could do something even like in Deal or No Deal. Oh, yeah. I I think that okay. you I think that your face is too kind to do something like who wants to be a millionaire where you have to put pressure on people. Oh, I don't know so necessarily. Nice. I don't know necessarily if that You're would be nice the game show if host. that would be the game Thank for you. you, but I think something like deal or no deal because you have to be very empathetic for deal or no deal, which is you're just watching people constantly make bad decisions and I think that they need an empathetic host for that show. Could you see me be, being on a reality show too? I've I always wanted know. to be The Bachelor. You want yeah. to be The Bachelor? I really do. Yeah. I mean, oh. since, since I've been single, of course. Yes. I mean, yeah. I always want to be The Bachelor. Really? Yeah. Uh -huh. What What about that show is is appealing? Um, I mean, 28 women? I, you know, huh. <laughs> yeah. How many other women? What's not appealing <laughs> about it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've always kind of thought it'd be cool to be to be The Bachelor and, yeah. and make all those choices and, you know, uh, experience different Women. Parts of the world. Oh, women. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say parts of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. We travel too. Huh? <laughs> you know, okay. okay, so wow. So you want to be you want to be The Bachelor. What reality show, Maury, do you think that you would thrive on? Reality show? Yeah, like realistically. Like, real, like reality competition. Like which one do you think that you would have the best shot on? Not your favorite, but which one do you think that you would have the best shot on? I would say Big Brother. You think so? I would I, say Big yep. Brother. I agree with him. Oh, really? so, I've talked about this for years. Maury would be great on Big Brother because he's very like unassuming, yep. right? He's yep. not going to go in there. He's not going to wow you with the physical competitions. No offense. Yep. Uh, he's not going to wow you with a, with a crazy um, sort of brain game. Again, no offense. What do they call that people? Floaters, right? Is that yes. what they call it? Right? Well, but, but I think honestly though, and all joking aside, yeah, I yeah. think that I would completely change my personality on the in the Big Brother. Into I, what I though? wouldn't be that you know, telling jokes, silly things. I would actually take it very seriously and try very hard to be in many alliances and stuff like that. I no, but I think because of that, you're... I've watched the show enough to know how to play the game. I think that your downfall would be somebody who takes an interest in you and tells you you're wonderful. I think that and that's that would, when I think that that would be. Yeah, I think that out. that but would I'm, be your downfall. But where you're wrong is I'm also 
the type of person to like stalk that person afterwards and see who they're talking to next, right? And see if they can actually trust that person. Yeah. Okay. So you think Big Brother is, is where you would have the best shot, oh, right? Yeah. yeah? But yeah. I wouldn't do well, I mean, in the competitions and whatnot. But you don't have to, though. You don't no. have to. Do you have to crush competitions no. in order to win Big Brother? You need to win the right competitions at the right time. Because not all of them are physical. No. no like you need to all. win you need to win veto at least a couple times to save your ass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but not all competitions are physical. No. Like no. some some of them are puzzles and and this kind of thing. Which, yeah, and don't forget the have not competitions. If you have to eat slop for the week, and whatever. right? Yeah. What um, is slop again? Remind me. It's basically, it's like cold porridge. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it's but just, that's all you eat for the whole week. Yeah, mm. yeah. Do they still do slop on that yeah, show? Yeah, that's they're doing so, it right now with Celebrity Big Brother. It's so no, weird. All, Big Brother All Stars. Big yeah. Brother All Stars. Is that what it is? Huh. Yeah, Although, interesting. I could not do Big Brother. First of all, I would be voted out on day one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you've said in the past you would just like sabotage I, your own. Yeah, yeah. Because even when they yourself. were doing, even when they were doing Big Brother, Big Brother here, they're like, you should go on Big Brother, you should go on Big Brother, and I would be voted out on day one. One because I'm not the age of people who bond on that show. I'm in that weird middle age of where I'm not old enough where people would be like, oh my god, the old guy, and I'm certainly not young enough to have anything in common with them. And so I would immediately be fighting to build relationships on that show. So I got a target on my back already, and also. I cannot stand people. I, people. Shen, <laughs> Shen, did he say anything about usually the old guy goes home first, though? No, that's what I mean. They, they that's, 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 that's what I mean. No, yeah. no, but what I'm saying is that I'm not old enough because sometimes the old person, right? They're like, oh, let's keep them around for at least a week because then they go after like the, the, the young hard body or the person who's making the most game moves, right? Where I'm not that old yet. I'm at an age of where well, people, they just would want me around you should, because I have nothing house, in common with them and I'm not old enough to be sort of, you know, a plaything. No, but if you dyed your grays before going in the house, you could basically hide your age. Oh my God. First of all, any man who's ever died his beard. People know you dye your beard. <laughs> yeah, big time. Right? They it's, definitely there, there know. There is nothing natural about that. No. Just what helps you on Big Brother is cooking. Cooking. If you can become the house cook, yeah. oh, they'll keep you around. You think so? Absolutely. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. You're winning the See, game. I could, I could See, cook. So then back to the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maury the technician. <laughs> Maury, all you would do, you would just keep, you would just steal the soap while you were in there. You would have, you would have 90 days with a stolen soap but that you just somehow. I would always tell somehow, the hot guy where to find yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so again, Alan's question is, what is a perfect job you picture in your head for the other person? Uh, because we all know that you're such a, a fantastic cook, Roz, yeah. I would say a chef. See, I would never do that though. I you would wouldn't. No, I would never do it for a living. No, it's too, too much pressure. You, yeah. Chefs are different people and I'm not You'd that kind of person. Drink. I'm a, like, I'm a cook. I like to cook. I, I could what about never a be. Would you ever do? I would do. I would do a cookbook. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Many I times. think you'd be a good therapist. Um, I could. Do you need an investor? Uh, in a cookbook? No, yeah. that's a publisher's for, man. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs> no. What about if you open like a diner or something? No. Uh, or like a food truck? Oh, God. Food trucks? I. Oh, my God, geez. dude. We can go on the road. I would say that um, food trucks I love, but in a city like that we live in in Toronto, the regulations around food trucks I just find very disheartening. Uh, where you just can't go and park on any street you want and put it out on Twitter that, hey, we're at the corner of this and this for, you know, two and a half hours this afternoon and you pay the meter and nobody hassles you. You can't do that in Toronto. The the, the, the rules and bylaws are just so crazy that um, I I don't think that we will ever have a fantastic food truck like system here. My uh, my hairstylist also 
runs a food truck. What is he selling it? Gyros. Really? Gyros. 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 I think it's Gyro. Gyro? Yeah. But do you, when you order it, do you say that though? I try to say it properly. Yeah. 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 Do you really? Absolutely. I don't want to. I want to look at me and like can't you follow this clown? You yeah. don't have to say the word though. If you're going to the gyro truck, you just say I'll take one. What about P H O? How do you say that food? That delicious soup. No, it's pho. It's pho. It's pho. Pronounced pho. Yeah, which is stupid. Definitely say pho. Yeah, thank you. It's not though. It's pho, right? Which is dumb. And I will. I will. Yeah, it's so delicious though, guys. It's so delicious. But all that sodium. Oh my god, I'm bloated for a week. Yeah. The pho stores have the best names for them. Like some of them are so punny. There's one here that's called pho real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which Shem would say. For real. For real. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think pho is one of those things that I, I I have a really difficult time saying the word because I just sound, I think I sound so pretentious saying it. So I'll just oftentimes say pho, but what are you going to do? Uh, Dallas Singh asks, and Shem, you can stay here for this uh, because I would love to get your opinion on. What's the best finale to a TV show or movie you've ever seen? Movie? No, hold on. So let's say TV show. That's two completely different things. Okay, so okay, okay. So let's say TV show. TV show. The best finale to a TV show you guys have ever seen. There's two. Morning. Go, go for ahead. it. Golden, Golden Girls and Friends. Sen. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Seinfeld. Seinfeld's no. That oh. goes down in history as the worst. Worst. Seinfeld's. They've even Friends, said it's the worst. Huh? Seinfeld. They said is the worst. They've they've oh, gone terrible. on record. Worse yeah, than yeah, Sopranos. Yeah. Seinfeld yeah, is Sein, the worst. Seinfeld was worse than The Sopranos. It's the one where they yeah, were yeah. all in jail. Yeah, and yeah I know. That's yeah. terrible. We're talking stupid. about like a button on a shirt, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, everybody came to court. Like all the characters from the past came to the, the God, courthouse. God, the best season finale that I've ever seen. Um, Breaking Bad was, finale. Breaking Bad wasn't bad. Breaking so Bad was good. My yeah, answer right. is Breaking Bad. I really enjoyed the way they ended Breaking Bad. Yep. I think El Camino, the movie on Netflix, ruined it. Yes, but I, um, I really enjoyed the season finale or series finale of Breaking Bad. And what did you think of the finale of Golden Girls? Uh, I have never watched a single episode of Golden Girls Jeez. at all. It's so odd that our friendship is this strong. <laughs> is it though? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you ever, you ever look at people who see things two in two completely different ways? Yeah, yeah, that's your friendship. <laughs> with, with <Mark. laughs> um, yeah, I think you're right, Mark. I think Breaking Bad has to be up there. Breaking Bad has to be up there as one of the best. If you look at the ones in history, though, I mean, you may not have watched them, but you just know, like, Cheers or MASH, like, those are the ones that have... Well, honestly, but, but you're, I'm like, thinking, 80 like, years like, old. Like, huh? Yeah, No, I but know. those, though, if you look at any list... No, no, but we're talking about, uh, not, forget about lists, just talk about shows that you have watched and enjoyed. Oh, there's no doubt in my mind that Maury watched all the finales to those shows. But is there anything <laughs> sort of... For real... Cheers. So at the very end, they turn off all the lights and somebody comes down the stairs. Yes. And the last words were, I'm sorry, we're closed. Right. Yeah. Man, Cheers. When Cheers finished, do you remember they they put people in Rogers Center to watch the finale? They filled Rogers they Center? No. Yep. Where the Blue Jays really? play? Yep. On the big screen? Yep. No, they when, did when, not. Yep. When, when, Cheers, when Cheers finished, because Cheers finished before Seinfeld finished. And yeah. Cheers was at that time of that run of NBC, that must-see TV, that thing that NBC created on Thursday nights. Uh, Cheers was the first to go. Before, and before MASH. MASH was like way oh, earlier okay. than that. Um, but on must-see TV, because it was Cheers, Seinfeld, 
and Mad one about Mad you? About You maybe. And Cheers was the first one to go. And they opened up, which was Skydome at the time, where the Blue Jays play. They opened up Skydome to play it on the Jumbotron. And like thousands wow. of people showed up to watch the finale of Cheers on the on the big screen. It was it was monster. The end of Cheers was all anybody at any age was talking about for those two weeks leading up to it. It was the only topic of conversation was where are you going to watch the end of Cheers? Wow. Yeah. Same question was asked, but not as big as Skydome is where were you going to watch the finale of Queer as Folk? And we all piled into Woody's yeah. and watched it there. <laughs> you all piled into Woody's. <laughs> like stacked? Like when you say piled into, into, into face Woody's. Face to face or face to back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like were you, were you back to back, face to face, or face to back? Like when you say piling, how are you guys, how are you stacked? That's what I need to know. Do you have an answer, Sean? I'm going to say How to Get Away with Murder. It was a really good show with um, well, Never I, Saw One Davis. Never Saw One I episode. gave up after, I think, episode one or two in season two. You're oh. putting that at the best finale ever? One of the ones that I've, I've seen. I'm not. I'm almost done Sons of Anarchy, and I kind of feel like that's going to be really, really good. I agree yeah. with you on Breaking Bad. I binged that in like a month. Yeah. Uh, that was really fantastic. But honestly, How to Get Away with Murder, it started out really well, had a few uh, seasons, then it ended off really strong. Hold on here. Let me just let me take a quick look. What are you at, looking up? Well, no, I like just want to I just want to see. Yeah, I just want to see what people sort of collectively agree want agree on. Uh, so let's go to let's go to Variety here. Good so Good Variety, call. this was in I think 2019. This article came out. Okay. Uh, so they have 30 Rock. They have the Americans. Breaking oh, wow. Bad is on their list. ER is on their list. Wow. Um, Happy Endings is on their list. Yeah, MASH is on their list. New Heart is on their list. Nurse Jackie is on their list. Parks and Rec is on their list. Oh, wow. Um, Six Feet Under, which I never watched Six Feet Under. No, me neither. Did you guys, what's it about? Six Feet Under? No. That was on uh, HBO, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and The Wire is on there. Oh list my as goodness! Well. How could I forget The Wire? I've never yeah, seen. I've never seen wire. an episode oh. of The Wire. I've never the seen an episode. The Wire is number yeah, one those for are me. All shows yes. I've never watched. No, I've never seen an episode oh. of The Wire. Okay, so here is uh, from Entertainment Weekly. There you go. Uh, this is their t- top twenty-five. Uh, so at number one is Friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, er. 24, never saw 24, Six Feet Under's on their list, The Wire's on their list. Uh, they have six. They have Seinfeld at number six. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, which was, I don't know about that one. That was uh, Star Trek Next Gen. Uh, Frasier is on their list. I never saw the finale of that. Uh, the Cosby Show is on their list. Never saw the finale of that. Sopranos is on their list. Buffy's on their list. Huh. Um. Yeah. The Shield. Did you ever watch The Shield? No. Mm-mm. No. Michael Chicklets. 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 Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Lost is on their list. I thought people hated that. Uh, Mash is there. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers is on there. Mary Tyler Moore. One of your shows, Moore. <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore. <Maury. laughs> right. <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore. How is, how is that not made? Oh, here's another one of Maury's favorites. Uh, St. Elsewhere. I've never seen St. Elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, what was that show that Bruce Willis was in all those years ago? The TV show that launched his career that I really oh, liked. Oh, um, 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 um. He was on Friends. 
No, no, he was it front was, of the uh, show. It was like was he was it like, like a detective. Moonlighting, moonlighting. Moon? That's exactly what it is was. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad is number twenty-five. That's on, really? On that far EW's down? List. Yeah. Weird, Seinfeld's right? above Breaking yeah, Bad. That's yeah, a yeah, joke. Okay, but hold on here. If you look at this list, like it may not, it may be what was the most popular, right? Like Seinf the finale of Seinfeld was very popular. It was a crappy finale. No, but no, they, they, popular. they, they. This is this is their list of the best finales. Not most popular, but oh, the, best, the, the best. There's no, no Seinfeld was went down in history as the worst. Yeah. Avery asks, Roz always talks about how he used to drive a motorcycle for years back in the day. Mm-hmm. But I know he only recently got his driver's license. It's true. Just wondering how that works. Uh, I never got a car license. I only got a motorcycle license. But when you have, how long does your motorcycle, I guess it's like a regular license. Five years. Expires, it expires? Yeah. So I. class, right? So what's that? An M class. Yeah. So what winds up happening is that it sort of works the same way as a driver, like a car license where it's graduated, Mm -hmm. right? Where you have like this five-year window and then you have to go for your full license. Oh, okay. And I let the five-year window expire and never went for my full license. Oh. Yeah. So what's the, what are the rules behind having... Well, the weird thing is, is that if you're in a car, you have that window where you have to have a licensed driver with you. Yeah. Where it's, it's, no, it's, it's reversed on a bike. So when you're in that beginning stages, the one rule is you can't have somebody else on the bike. You can't have a passenger. Are you allowed to ride on the the highway? Um, no, it's that, that's all the same rules, but the, 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 but the passenger rule is the one that's different because when you are a new driver in a car or you get your beginners, your learners, you have to have that licensed driver in the car with you. But with a motorcycle, it's a complete opposite where if you get caught with a with a passenger on your bike you lose your license mm. so that's how they that's how they work that but I, I had a motorcycle for a while i drove a motorcycle for yeah for for a couple of years did i ever tell you years. how i lost money on a motorcycle over a guy yeah, because somebody tricked you into buying a motorcycle no like it was a good looking guy and we went to the motorcycle show on a date and he's like you know i, I would find it really hot if you put down money on a bike right and, and then, then what I happened did, and then we broke up and so i called the company i was like can i please get my hundred bucks back and yeah. they're like no you put a hundred dollar down payment on a, mo- <laughs> on a, on a, on a motorcycle <laughs> Because somebody said they found motorcycles sexy. Yeah. Do you remember what kind of motorcycle it was? It was like one of those, you know, not like a Harley. It was like one of those sporty red and with the plastic. You know what I'm talking about? Like, like a ninja? A, yeah, like a ninja yeah. kind like of like thing. Like a Kawasaki? Yeah. Like a Kawasaki, exactly, yeah. Yeah. You were going to drive one of those around? Well, he said it was hot. <sighs> R.I.P. So- Mary, Ty- <laughs> Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Morey. I screwed that up. Man, that was a perfect opportunity. That would have been the best season finale ever. Oh, every week on Instagram, oh. you'll see at kiss925. Whoa, 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 whoa. You missed a great question from Kennedy Elder. Did that uh, guy, did you hook up with that guy that that, that forced you to, that you put $100 down on a motorcycle He said he wouldn't with? do anything sexually with me until I actually picked up the motorcycle. Are you Oh, kidding? no. Yeah. So it was the same guy that because he really believed in feng shui that for feng shui I had to sleep on the floor because otherwise it would ruin the feng shui. Of the room. You fall for everything. So man. he was up on the bed and I was on the floor because I didn't want to ruin the feng shui. You fall for everything. You you wound up. I'm pretty sure you're that, saying that phrase wrong. Yeah, too. yeah I'm not gonna count on that. There's, a, there's so much wrong. There's so much wrong. But you let a guy not say. You let a guy say that you couldn't sleep in the bed because it would mess with the feng shui. Oh, it's feng shui. I and, and, you, and you like, and you took that. I'm, well, you I'm allowed like, that to happen. He said it very convincingly. Wow. The man. same way he said, "Put money down on this bike." Yeah, the same way he said, "I'm not touching you until you're a motorcycle owner." Like, who are you spending your time with, man? 
<laughs> Matthew's a prince. Oh. I hope you tell that guy every day how much you love him because you've been so with some real nut jobs. Oh, yeah, like the person that I once um, hooked up with and then stole my pillow. <laughs> Sorry, what? What happened? I, I once hooked up with a guy from a bar and then I woke up the next morning, he was gone and so was my pillow. <laughs> Committed I've a never, robbery. I've never taken your pillow. Yeah, I've never had a one night stand with a pillow thief. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've had a I've had a lot of one night stands with some weirdos in my day, but never a pillow thief. Like you think this guy was like a weirdo where he just went sleeping around with like other dudes and like in his place he's got like a room full of pillows. <laughs> Like that's his trophy? Yes, that's funny. Yeah. No, like every guy that this guy yeah. is hooked up with. Yeah, it's like a notch on the bedpost, only he's yeah, got he's a closet full of pillows. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Ekenstein 25 is where you'll find uh, Ask Roz and Mocha. Ask your question and we'll answer. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.